announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. That is a disgusting act. Yeah, guess who's back? Lucha Outsider Show, I'm Leo Las Mario. What the hell was that, bro? I don't know. You want to do it again? No. <laughs> Have no fear, the legend thriller is here. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain that stays shown, the anti-hero of the eyes of the boy. Who? Mr. Rated R, and our third man on the broadcast third, team. He I is got- the analysis of the L-O-C. Look, look. He is a straight shooter on Twitter, and when, come- when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar. From the mean streets of L.I. What's good, brothers? Happy Sunday. What's up, Ryan? I thought your mic was off for a quick second. I'm like, Ryan, what are you doing? Turn it on! (laughs) Oh, no. My my mic's always on. I'm always ready to go, baby. Good thing I don't have headphones on, so I didn't have to get blasted by Leo's screaming. (laughs) I saw that reaction from Mario. I'm like, ooh, thank God I got some headphones. It was either that or the ghost of Leo, like last week. So, oh, uh, yes. the ghost of Leo was too perfect <laughs> not to name the episode that. It was a big hit, let me tell you in the comments. <laughs> All right, give me a minute, guys. Wait, wait, wait. Dale. Hashtag is Red Bull time. I'm still waiting for this Red Bull sponsorship. By the way, they have a new Red Bull, Dragon Fruit. I tried it last yesterday. It's fucking amazing. Nice. It's a summer edition. Nice. All right. You got me the, the coconut berry. No, sorry. <laughs> Leo, how you doing, bro? Uh, I'm good. Feeling a lot better than I was last week, but it's okay. We're here. It happens, man. It yeah. happens to all so of us. No ghosts this week. Yeah. All right. No, that, that's what happens when you get old. You know, your body starts to ache, and then you look at your sugar and like, oh shit, it's low. I gotta eat some. I don't know, orange well, juice. Well, that's why you're the old man. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're gonna start this week's episode a little bit different. Oh, somebody died. Oh, come on, Sorry. man. What are you doing, bro? <laughs> Sorry. Put my volumes up, bro. It is up. No, it's not. No, I know. <laughs> no! 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 All right, we're going to set no! this episode a little bit different. No! Oh, yeah. So it was brought to our attention this past week. By boy, Scott Rand. By friend of the show, Scott Rand. Mm-hmm. He found this picture, and I'm like, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm, I see the picture. Leo sent it to me. He's like, have you checked our messages on Lucha yeah. Outsiders pic- on Facebook? It right? was pixelated because right. he just so took I'm a like, screenshot. So he goes like, <laughs> he goes like, go look at the picture. So I look at the picture and I'm like, yo, that shit looks like Ryan. Yeah, it does. So then Scott Rand goes like, hey, wait a minute. I saw this at, um, I don't know if it was like a, a group chat. I don't know if it was yeah, like. Yeah, on, on another group on Facebook. Somebody right, posted Right, Th- uh, Thomas Island, which uh, mm-hmm. is Tomatonga's podcast, right? Yeah. So he sees this picture and I'm like, wait a minute. 
I'm like, this looks like Ryan. So I look at the picture. I screenshot it. I'm like, I said this to Ryan. I'm like, Ryan, is this you? Yeah. Now pull up the pr- picture, uh, Leo. Now, I said it didn't look like Ryan, but again, it was pixelated. But we come yeah. to find out that it is Ryan. So for the people that... <laughs> so yeah, Ryan fucking me. drops a bombshell and said it actually is him. So for those that are listening to the podcast version of the show, it's a picture of Ryan wearing a Bullet Club shirt. Now, meanwhile, I don't know how lo- how old this picture is, but Ryan has not aged whatsoever. No, no. And he's fucking shooting a gun, the finger guns, right? Not like a finger gun's yep. like... Like shooting a finger gun's like, you're my guy. Not not one of those finger guns. It's like a finger gun's like, I'm shooting you. Mm. At Jim fucking Cornette, his that face, piece though. of garbage, and he's sticking his middle <laughs> finger at Ryan. Ryan, can I get the backstory of this fucking picture? Because it's go. amazing. Yeah, this is hilarious that it's uh, somebody recognized me. So, Scott, thank you for uh, for sending it over and sparking this segment here on the show. It's so funny because I met I met you uh, a year after this, Mario. So, like, I don't know, it just never, never came up. Uh, ever since we've been friends. Right. Yeah, this was in 2017. This was um, WrestleMania Access in Orlando. And uh, Jim Cornette was there because he was inducting the Rock and Roll Express into the Hall of Fame. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I waited. I waited for for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) He's getting it. He's getting it. (laughs) Yeah. And... um, you know, me and my brother were just walking through Access, and uh, what do you know? Jim Cornette's got a got a signing, so I was like, no fucking way. I was like, no fucking way. I was like, for shits and gigs, we need to meet Jim Cornette. Like, right. we just we just have to, and we did. And um, I went up to him, and I was like, well, as as I was waiting on the line, I'm like, I'm like, I, I need I need a funny picture. Like I can't just like pose with Cornette with my arm around him. Like I I just can't do it. Like he needs to like flip me off. I I'm and wearing I mean, a bullet club and shirt. And you are wearing a bullet club shirt. So I mean yeah. that's an easy target for him. <laughs> right. So I was like, he hates bullet club. He hates Kenny Omega. He hates everything to do with it. I was like, why don't I do the Kenny Omega gunpoint at him and ask if he can flip me off? I'm like, that's it. I'm like, I'm doing it. I'm just gonna go for it. I go up to him and you know. Listen, I there's I don't like this guy. He's a misogynistic asshole. You Thank know, you. he's fucking a racist prick. He, he's mm-hmm. he's all you can every name in the book. Right. But I gotta say, he was a good sport here. And you know, went up right up to him right away. I I told him what I wanted to do. He's like, yeah, sure. So pointed the point of the gun, and as soon as the guy snapped the picture, he just whips out the middle finger and uh dude it couldn't have come out any better and it's funny he gave me a big hug afterwards he was just he was cracking up i was cracking up um all right and yeah man once that once i put it up on twitter and i hashtagged what did i hashtag i guess wrestlemania Fuck or something like Cornette. that <laughs> yeah something like that Dude, this shit blew up, man. I was on every single dirt sheet uh you could fucking think of everybody nice. was reporting on it um it was i was like so popular and uh i honestly some some people came at me for it because you know jim cornett's got a lot of uh you know loyal followers and listeners absolutely but, uh, a lot of stooges yeah yeah so yeah that's that's basically the story behind it he was uh like i said he was a good sport so so shout out to him for for doing it um i fucking hate him though but yeah so he, <laughs> I, he was Listen, oh, he was such a nice guy, but I fucking hate him though. Oh, yeah, right. yeah. So, because so everything he's done since has made me turn. So, so question, so question. When you met Jim Cornette, did he have a bag of Wendy's next to him? No Wendy's, no Wendy's. <laughs> but as you can see in the picture, he had his tennis racket with him. He don't go nowhere without that tennis racket. 
All right. Well, that that's a very <laughs> funny story. Hilarious. I, I'm not a fan of Jim Cornette. I have gone on here and trashed the guy, even though I think the yeah. only time I've praised him, a couple times that I praised him, was uh, when he's done commentary for MLW and the NWA um, before he made that stupid comment that ultimately got him fired from the NWA. But um, <laughs> yeah. I did praise him on his commentary on both uh, both those uh, promotions, MLW and and the NWA, but I'm just not a fan of the guy. The guy's a piece of garbage, and I mm-hmm. just want, you know, I don't want to be associated with the guy. I don't listen to him. Yeah. I don't care to listen. To I don't him. even. He doesn't. He doesn't even listen. If it wasn't for this funny story, we would never even mention him on the show because he's just not worth talking about. No, he's not. And that's about it. He he does nothing positive or good for the wrestling business. So he could go fuck himself. I don't give a shit about. And him. Th- yeah. and thank you to Scott Rand, friend of the show, yeah. for sending us this yes. picture. Yeah. Thank you, Scott. Because I had no idea this picture even existed. No, no, me neither. I'm like, it's not him. It kind of looks like him, but it's not him. Dude, so, I got I got pictures with some of the biggest stars in wrestling you could ever think of. Stone Cold, Undertaker, Triple H, John Cena. Nothing will top this iconic picture that I took with Jim Cornette. Like, this is going to be the most legendary wrestling picture I think I've ever, I ever take. Because who could say that they ever take a picture even close to this? Nobody. It is a hilarious picture. All right. Oh, now, now that we laughed in the beginning of the episode, we do have some bad news. No. <laughs> um, it's not the. Fortunately, he he didn't you know he didn't pass away or or, or nothing <laughs> to that extent. But um, Road Dog Jesse James, Brian James, um, he had a heart attack on Thursday, if I'm not mistaken. I think his wife posted a uh, uh, pretty much a long uh, description on what exactly happened or or you know how's he doing. Um, he had a heart attack Thursday. I believe there's an, there was an update that came out yesterday saying that he was in stable condition, resting in the hospital, I believe. Um, but yeah, you know, well wishes to, um, to Road Dog, Jesse James, uh, BG James, Ryan James. Um, it sucks, man, because he's, he's young. He's only 51. Yeah, man, it's, it's sad. Um, you know, hopefully he comes out of this okay. You know, I, uh, his brother, Scott, uh, is posting some things on Twitter as well. And um, he's Scott Armstrong, legendary ref. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, he just said he was getting some tests on Monday. And, uh, you know, they're just hoping for the best. So we hope for the best for him as well because, uh, you know, like you said, he's young. And you never want to see this happen to anybody. He seems like a great guy. And, you know, his wife, obviously very concerned with her post on social media. So all the best to, to him and his family. I, I will say this, though, uh, about um, Road Dog, about how how – him having a heart attack kind of like made me start thinking about stuff. You know, Road Dog, wow, he's at a good place now, meaning like, you know, he he's sober. He's not, you know, he doesn't have drug abuse or anything like that. He did have a lifestyle like that before. And similar to Eddie Guerrero, you know, Eddie Guerrero got clean. But unfortunately, all that stuff caught up to him. So yeah. I'm not saying that the Road Dog situation is going to be exactly like that. But, you know, um, he did. He partied a lot back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, what you do in your early days could eventually catch up to you if you're not careful and you don't take care of yourself. Um, obviously, yeah, we're not saying that, that it has anything to do with that, but it's just a generalized statement for everybody out there. Just take care of yourself because, you know, you don't want to have all these health issues when you get older. It's, I mean, obviously, I'm not at that point yet, but don't don't think it's fun. Yeah, dude, I'm I'm only 33, but I'm already, like, going to the doctor, getting checkup, like, Checkups, like, even if, like, a cholesterol is, like, a little bit high, it's just little things like that, you know, because you don't, especially with some of the other stuff that's going on um, in my personal life or whatever, you just got to get checked out because you just never know. You could be perfectly fine 
And then the next thing you know, you get hit with something. You're like, what the fuck just happened? Dude, yeah. Life, life comes at you fast sometimes. You just, you know, things come out of nowhere. And um, like you said, all you can do is take care of yourself and trying to be on top of it as, as best as you can. Yeah. All right, dude. Um, I want to get Leo's uh, opinions on this too. I didn't do it. But you didn't do anything. Don't worry. Relax. <laughs> no. So, so I I had a, a, a exchange with Road Dog at once, and um, he had a tattoo on the back of his head, right? So I asked him because you know I like tattoos. I was like, you know, where did you get that? So he was basically he was like young and a lot of drugs. So again, from his mouth, I'm not saying it, but from his mouth. So, but you're right. You know, it does. At the end of the day, it does catch up to you, and with a lot of wrestlers, that lifestyle does lead you down a path. You know what I mean? Like, and and it's very rare for uh, you know two or three guys to make it out unscathed. Um, but a lot of wrestlers, especially at, at that level where he was, you know, he wasn't in, in the heart of the Attitude Era. Even before that, he comes from a family, a wrestling family. Like all that stuff is in him. So you know. Speedy recovery to him, but I'm pretty sure it got to a point where, you know what? I have to take care of myself. So uh, let's just hope that other wrestlers also pick that up too. Uh, because, again, uh, you are only you think you're invincible in your 20s, but the time you hit 40, 50, yeah, it's all downhill from there. Go ahead, Mario. Good all thing right. to, for you guys to look forward to. <clears throat> Go ahead. <laughs> all right. So this past Sunday there was Fastlane. We're not going to talk about Fastlane. Ah. Um, Such an awesome show. I'm not going to say it was a bad show, but it was just a show like, why did it even happen? But some interesting news news came out of that and unfortunately came out after Ryan and I did a fucking post show on IG. So mm-hmm. our boy Andrade got released from his WWE contract. He's a free man with no 90-day complete clause. Um, There's a lot of th- thoughts here, guys. How... um. What's next for Andrade? Also, I think we could also, you know, connect the dots here on why there is no 90-day complete clause. You know, it, it's it's very um it is very beneficial when you're dating <laughs> a flair. That's all I gotta say. All right. It's very beneficial. But I'm happy for Andrade. We we we've seen everything he's done before the WWE, you know, in Lucha Libre CMML and then, you know, in New Japan. Also, we've seen what he's done in NXT and, you know, the little highs he had on Raw. I, I think the future is bright for Andrade. I know the, the most uh, common favorite thing to say is like, oh, I hope he goes to AEW. I don't want to see him in AEW. No. I want to see him in New nope. Japan. Hey, even yeah. throw him in Ring of Honor with the, some of the stuff that, that is happening over there. Which we're gonna touch on a little bit. Um, some of the stuff that transpired this Friday night, which was a tape show. I I realized that like that same day. I'm like, wait a minute, this show wasn't even live. Uh, Ring yeah. of Honor's 19th anniversary was taped over the weekend, but uh, I do not want to see Andrade and AEW. AEW has a stacked roster, like we're starting to see it now. Because one of my biggest fears is seeing a guy like Ethan Page just wrestling on dark and not on dynamite. And guess what? That's fucking happening. So I do not want to see Andrade. On AEW, give him to me in Ring of Honor. Let me see him in New Japan. Hey, maybe even have a cup of coffee in Impact Wrestling. I do not want to see Andrade in AEW. But Ryan, let me get your thoughts on all this. And then there's some other rumors that came out that I'm about to give some congratulations to in a little bit. But Ryan, let me get your thoughts on this whole Andrade stuff. The Andrade release situation and him not even having a 90-day complete clause. 
Yeah, I'm not going to say that uh, I don't want to see him at AEW, but that it's like it's not my preferred destination for him. You know, if he doesn't go there, I will be happy because anywhere else he goes, I think it's going to be more beneficial to him. Like you said, AEW's roster is way too stacked at the moment. Um, they, I mean, and, and also too, it's like, yeah, obviously they they've gone after uh, their fair share of former WWE guys. But, like, this is a guy, like, obviously you bring in. Like, this is not your typical, like, Christian Cage, Big Show type of signing. Like, this is, like, a guy who has so much potential that never reached it in WWE. Right. Um, So this is a guy you would want. But, unfortunately, like I said, they've been signing way too many people. So, like, where's the limit? Like, there's got to be some sort of limit. Um, New Japan is my number one preferred spot for La Sombra to go back to. Because, Mm -hmm. man, he just would thrive there. Uh, they could really use him there. The amount of possibilities, uh, the amount of opponents, God, shit is endless, man. Like I could just think of like five off the top of my head right now that I'd love to see over there in New Japan. Um, you mentioned Ring of Honor. He's got Roosh there. Um, you know, I would like to see that too. I guess you know I don't watch Ring of Honor, but I would definitely tune in to to see what that's like. And like you said, even Impact Wrestling, I mean, I'm not opposed to that either. Uh, That would be cool as well. So the sky is the freaking limit for this guy. We could all agree on that. This this dude has such a bright future. Um, Ever since NXT, he's never really gotten to show you what he could do. So, man, I just am so excited at the possibility of him popping up wherever the hell he wants, at any time he wants, because the 90-day no-compete, which is non-existent, is just unreal unreal and whether that has anything to do with charlotte or not no um, it's absolutely unreal <laughs> no, to, to, to leo, see that happen so leo any thoughts on the andrade release so the whole packaging of andrade and i remember watching the first nxt when he showed up with that stupid ass feather on his on his cap remember the suspenders yeah 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 yeah, Again, yeah. like no character development, none whatsoever. Then after a while, I started looking into him and I said, okay, this, this is what this guy could do. But again, none of that translated over to the WWE. Now, my whole thing is he could, a lot of wrestlers nowadays, they don't have to be signed exclusively to any promotion. They could do, mm-hmm. you know, a couple of shots here, a couple of shots there. He's a, he's versatile enough to be able to go to different promotions. Um, but I think what you guys are saying is right. You know, New Japan, I think, is gearing up to be his best option. Now, to you guys, with the mask or without the mask? Mario. So I'm, I'm glad you brought mm-hmm. that up because a lot of people. For. That's what I'm here for. I did a Sorry. post earlier this week. I want to see the pairing of Andrade and Zelina in New Japan. I want to see that pairing together Which you have as the a note, unit. You have the note that she can't sign with AEW right now? Well, yeah. There's okay. a, he, she apparently signed a deal. With something. Yeah. But I'm going to touch on that a little bit later. Dale. But I do want to see the pairing of Andrade and Zelina. Now, with the cuffs off. With the off, gloves off, yeah. With the cuffs off, mm-hmm. like there's no boundaries there. Now Zelina could cut the promo she wants to cut with no boundaries, like in a New Japan ring or like let's say a Ring of Honor ring or whatever. That's what I want to see, right? Yeah. Now you also have these fucking peckerheads that that, that say, ah. "Oh, but you know he was in New Japan already." Yes, La Sombra was in New Japan, but this version of the char- character Andrade, we've never seen this version yeah. or this pairing mm-hmm. in New Japan. So I would love to see this pairing in New Japan or even Ring of Honor. Or even Impact. That's what I would love to see. Now, these two as a pairing in AEW, 
oh my god, it would be great things also. But it like like you said, AEW is just so stacked. I don't want to see that right now. Maybe somewhere mm-hmm. down the line, but I, for me, I want to see them in New Japan. I would love to also see them in Ring of Honor, especially with some of the things that we saw this past Friday, because it looks like they kicked out um, what the what's the chick's name in LFI that they kicked out this fucking um, uh, Amy Rose. Amy Rose. So they kicked her out of the group. The second they kicked her out of the group, I'm like, are they gonna try to bring Zelina in? Because it got reported this past week that she signed a short term deal and she can't sign with AEW. Mm-hmm. I instantly thought like. Yo, what if she signed a yeah. Ring of Honor for a short term deal? Like and be the the voice of LFI in Ring of Honor? I think that would be a great pairing. And maybe that's how you bring Andrade in there. You slide him either. Also keep in mind, we're not necessarily even sure if Andrade's gonna be La Sombra again. Keep in mind he trademarked the the, the term El Idolo also. El Idolo. He trademarked that. So he could be that too. Yeah. We don't know what version of the guy he could be Cien. So, but but to me, he doesn't need to have a mask, and and this is what I mean. I don't want him in it back in the mask either. Because so it, and again, we don't even notice these things. But have you actually ever seen Rey Mysterio mad? You can't because half of his face is covered with a mask. Hey man, he has some. He was pretty angry when he was in the Filthy Animals. Okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but I mean, there's so many things that you can add to a character and not have him say anything. Right. That, that's what, like, at the end of the day, that's what you're able to do with, with a character that doesn't have a mask. Which, by the way, Ryan, I love you, bro, but it's La Sombra. Come on, man. La Sombra. La Sombra. I love you. I love you. No, we're, we're going to teach him how to habla espanol. It's okay. Yeah, there uh, you go. So, <laughs> Listen, if, if Ryan somehow beats, speaks better Spanish than our previous co-host, that would be, <laughs> be some shit. Pressure. Pressure's on. Ryan, the Spanish word of the day, La Sombra. <laughs> yeah, let's have a let's have a different Spanish word every. Uh, I think that's gonna be a new week. segment going on every single week. Where lucha libre, <laughs> uh, but no, but, but with Andrade is gonna be good because again, you saw him, and now you have people that are gonna follow him that are gonna be emotionally invested in him because they saw something in him in WWE, and then they, that's gonna transfer over, and you're gonna bring new eyes over to wherever he goes now. I don't know what he did, and it could be the flair side, but no 90 days? Ryan, no 90 days. Uh, No 90-day clause. I think we can all speculate that it's because of Charlotte Flair's clout, which is perfectly fine, right? We we could all agree to that. Whatever you got to do, right? Right. But then some rumors started coming out this week that apparently there was some dialogue between Charlotte Flair and WWE. This came out Monday, right? Mm -hmm. There was some that Charlotte Flair was unhappy that they weren't granting Andrade's release, and she tried to say something like, "Oh, um, they were tra- WWE's trying to call her bluff or something, like her not sitting out uh, WrestleMania, et cetera, et cetera." And then that's why they uh, granted Andrade's release. And I, uh, you know what? I did not bother entertaining that. Leo sent me the story, and I was yeah. like, until a reliable source confirms this story. I call bullshit on this now. Yeah. Am I saying that it's not plausible? No, it's plausible. Yeah. But I don't think... Why would WWE want Charlotte to sit down WrestleMania? It makes no fucking sense. And also... It, and this was the time for her to pull a move like that. I mean, if if it is plausible, right? If, if it, it could happen. Right. But I don't think... I think Charlotte did have 
because she has enough clout. I do think she played a part of, of Andrade not getting, you know, uh, getting the 90 the, day. no 90 days. But I don't think it went to the extreme of, oh, I'm going to sit down WrestleMania. I, 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 I call bullshit. I call Man. bullshit on that. And for everyone that fucking reported that, knowing damn well there was no reliable source confirming the story, you got to hold this L and I give you one yeah. of these. Congratulations, you played yourself. Because a lot of these people that hold were that, fucking posting that. this fucking story were just doing it for fucking likes yeah. and because it was fucking trending. Instead of fucking, yo, do your research. Find out who's posting and who's who's reporting these stories mm. instead of like Ringside News yeah. and Brian Shepard. But that's why I sent it to you because, again, I kept seeing it on, on the different groups that we're in because, again, w there's three of us here, so there's three different groups that we're on. Um but that's why, like, that's why I sent it to you because a lot of people are like, oh, I knew it, Charlotte. But when when we posted it on our page, right, that that there was issues, whatever, that Andrea got released, I said that because that's for me looking on the outside in. That's why we're lucha and outsiders. You, but you said that before <laughs> some of these stupid stories started. Coming yeah, out. but that's why I said it because again, to me, like it was weird that they would take her out of the poster, right? And then these other things coming out, which there's also people speculating, oh, my gosh, she really doesn't have COVID. She's just saying that she's at home. You know what I mean? Like, again, people are just trying anything to get likes, trying anything to get follows. They're the same people that will be like, oh, just like a reporter earlier, knowing damn well you just fucking <laughs> quoted Dave Meltzer <laughs> or Mike Johnson from PW Insider or one of these other reliables. Where, oh, just like I reported in my previous post. You fucking quoted Meltzer, you fucking idiot. Ryan, let me get your thoughts on this whole on all this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, dude, uh, there's just so many fucking idiots out there that will just try to make a story out of nothing. And this is further proof of that. It's just it's terrible, man. Um, it's like you could read certain things and you just know right away that it's bullshit. Mm -hmm. But the people who are actually reporting it, like, seem to actually believe it. Like, it's just mind boggling. Yeah. Um, Andrade would never even let this happen to uh, he, he would never say, you know, oh, no, like, don't sit out WrestleMania just for me. Like, I mean, it's just it's a fucking bullshit man like I, I i feel like so stupid even talking about it because like i'm just like this obviously didn't happen right um dude yeah i mean it's ridiculous like, no, but, but we have to i don't talk even know what else it, to say it's just it's so stupid and it nothing surprises me anymore but but you know what ryan that's what we're here for that's what we're here you know to call bullshit right yeah that's what we're here for because you know what I, and, I, and i'm tired because I look at other shows to see what kind of production they do. By the way, they can't touch us, and they can't touch us moving forward. But what I'm saying is this. A lot of these shows, that's all they do. Right. Is, is they talk lies, and, and they make up stories just because they think, oh, I have the exclusive. I'm the first one to say that. No, you don't. You're speculating as much as we are right now. But the difference is we wait for a lot of the, 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 the details to come through. That's what I'm saying. Like we're going to talk about it because we're going to call bullshit on everybody else that's out there saying, "Oh, I have proof." Like Mario said, like I reported earlier. No, you didn't. You have no proof whatsoever. All you have is your phone. That's all you have. But again, I digress. Sorry. The ghost of Leo. Go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Let me uh, sprinkle in that some is. of the Ring of Honor stuff since we're talking about Andrade and like LFI and stuff. So they had the 19th anniversary show. This uh, Friday, which was taped last week, I ended up watching it. The show was good. The problem with Ring of Honor right now, besides some of the other internal issues that they're having, is just they need to go on the Impact route where Impact 
they piped in crowd noise. So the second you hear that crowd noise on Impact TV and in their pay-per-views, it actually makes the, the shows more watchable. Like, mm-hmm. uh, you can enjoy it more. And I think Ring of Honor needs to go on that route. Besides that, I thought the show was okay. The main event was main evented by Jay Lethal and Roosh for the world title. Listen, uh, Jay Lethal's group, the foundation, they walked away with some championships this this past uh, Friday. They walked out with the tag titles. Uh, Jonathan Grisham um, retained the pure championship. And also um, Hot Sauce, Tracy Williams, walked out with the television championship, which Kenny King was defending for Dragon Lee because Dragon Lee was injured. But uh, in the main event, man, Roosh ended up retaining. I thought the match was really good. That was a good match. But... I think the mo the, the the I guess what everybody was talking about was at the end you see the the battleground set between the foundation and LFI. LFI is, you know, getting the better of the foundation, and then we see Brody King. Brody King comes out and he goes like, you know, uh LFI, you have been outnumbering me for months now, but now I have backup. Out count out comes Tony Deppin. For those that are not aware who Tony Deppin is, he's an independent guy, he's he's he does a lot of like uh like GCW matches. He does a he mixes it up a little bit in death in the deathmatch scene, but he's not necessarily a deathmatch wrestler. Really got a really technical uh guy. I, he's a really good wrestler. And then I'm like, "Okay, I guess Tony Deppin's paired up with Brody King." And then Brody King's like, "Wait, Tony. The, the be- here comes the best part. Out comes fucking Homicide and Chris fucking Dickinson." mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And they just lay waste on everybody, bro. LFI, the foundation. I was like, wow, man, this is fucking crazy. But wait, there's more. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I just, I one, I like the fact that Homicide's back in Ring of Honor. And two, Chris Dickinson, he's been showing up in New Japan Strong. Obviously, he's a GC, GCW regular. But now seeing him involved in Ring of Honor, I think this is dope. I think their, their uh, stable name is uh, uh, Vi- Violence Unlimited, I think it's called. Um, I think the name's okay. It reminds me too much of Violent by Design by Impact with uh, Eric Young stable. But hey, man, I like this group, man. I like the pairing of these four. Uh, Ryan, what do you think of all this? Yeah, that's one badass unit right there. Um, like you said, I'd love to see Homicide back in Ring of Honor. I think that's freaking awesome. And I'm always down for Chris Dickinson getting a, a big role mm-hmm. in a major company. Well, if you want to call Ring of Honor major at this point in the game. They're major. Um, they're major. Come on, Ryan. You know, Chris Dickinson. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, Chris Dickinson always, is the real freaking deal, we man. Crap on Ring of Honor. Dude, I feel so bad because, so I didn't watch the pay-per-view, but, you know, following, a, you know, based on my Twitter timeline and, and everybody saying positive things about it, it seems like it was a pretty good show. It uh, seems like everybody enjoyed it. I don't really... I couldn't really find one person that didn't enjoy it who ended up watching it. Um, so, you know, hats off to them. I mean, there was never any doubt that they can't put on good shows. Right. It's just that, like, who's going to care enough about them? You know, like it, it's just kind of like if, if you see a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, like, you, uh, you know it's going to be a good show. Like, odds are the matches are going to be great. The wrestling is going to be outstanding because that never left Ring of Honor. Uh, the, the wrestling has always been good. But it's just trying to get people invested in their product when there's so many other things out there that are more accessible. Because right now, trying to find Ring of Honor television, you know, oh, good luck to you. I don't even know do, where, where to even come start. Come on, Ryan. We're doing that again? Ring. Listen, <laughs> Ryan, the 3 a.m. Nebraska feed, bro. Sure, come on, yeah, man. Yeah. Kansas. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> so terrible. So terrible. Um, Oh, but yeah, like I said, one badass unit. I love Chris Dickinson's involvement. I'm a huge fan of him. Like I said, I, if he don't get signed this year, I'd be stunned. 
with one major company because he's that damn good. Tony Deppin, I've seen a, a little bit of him in GCW. He's outstanding as well. Right. So um, I'm intrigued by this. Not that I'm going to go sit down and watch Ring of Honor television at 3 a.m. in Nebraska. Um, but nonetheless, curious to see where this goes. And it's great for all four of those guys to get a to get a big role like that. So I'm laughing right now because right here in studio, right, while yeah. you were uh, mm-hmm. while you were talking about this new stable. Yeah. Leo yeah. is um looking up where he could watch a Ring of Honor, right? Yeah. So he typed in his zip code. Now <laughs> yeah. check this out. He typed in his zip code, yep. and it says Ring of Honor does not currently air on any no. channel near you, but- right? But then all the way on the bottom <laughs> it says. Portugal, 10.50 p.m. on a Friday. Oh well, uh, Mondays at 7, you can watch it on Fight TV. Tuesdays at 10, you can watch it only in Canada on the Fight Network. Thursday at 9 o'clock on ROH Best of the Planet. I guess that's a website. Uh, and Sunday at 10 on WatchCharge.com. I just clicked on WatchCharge.com. And, yeah, Walker, Texas Ranger is available. You guys can watch it right now. <laughs> oh, oh, my man. God. Sad, Come on, Ring of Honor. Stuff. Jesus Christ. All right. Man. Let's, oh, uh, Magnum P.I. You can also watch Magnum let's, P.I. Uh, Look. Let's Sorry. move on from crap in a ring of honor, right? <laughs> yeah. Every time we do it, I feel so bad. I know. I feel bad, too. Because man. I used to be a huge supporter of this company, man. I would I would go to any pay-per-view that was at the Hammerstein in the city. Um, Me, too. I'd Me, order too. all the pay-per-views, dude. I'd literally order all of them because they were all so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, I would just, I'd be such a huge fan, dude. It was like, obviously, before AEW, I wasn't too big on Impact at that time. So, Ring of Honor was like... That and New Japan, that partnership was great, and that was like my two main companies right there. And, and now it's just like, hey. Mm-hmm. Ring of Honor was, you know, in, in many ways, Ring of Honor was kind of like the sperm donor of AEW. It was. Basically. No, it totally was. Mm-hmm. And now AEW is like an updated, modern version of Ring of Honor. It's like, <laughs> it's just a better Ring of Honor. Like, it's it's crazy. Oh, but it's oh my God. Sad. I always say AEW unintentionally killed Ring of Honor. <laughs> it did. It's just a sad truth. All right. Let's talk about some WWE stuff. So, um, we, we, we talk about here about storytelling. We talk about, um, you know, building to programs, building to the climax, which will probably be like a WrestleMania match or like the end of the feud or whatever. Like not rushing. Not rushing stuff. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes we just get like a match that it's just like no story, no nothing. Here, have it. And yeah. in one of these rare occasions, I'm gonna say, "Fuck a build, fuck a story." I'm not saying that I wouldn't like a fuck, a, you know, a build in a story, but man, inject this into my veins, and that's Rhea Ripley and Oscar for the Raw Women's Championship um, at WrestleMania. Listen, would I have loved the story? Absolutely. Would I have loved the build? Absolutely. But I have a funny feeling they had to call an audible here because Charlotte has COVID, and they brought in Rhea Ripley. And Rhea Ripley just walks in there like a badass that she is. And she just calls out Asuka. And she, she says she wants a title shot. And, I mean, hey, if Roman Reigns could do it last year against Goldberg for the Universal title, yeah. why not Rhea Ripley? Come on. It's WWE for you. But, listen, why we could pick and nitpick and be like, oh, I want a story. And I do kind of want a story, too. But I, I'm I'm kind of I'm excited for this match. Inject this to my veins, man. I'm excited to, to see this match. And I'm kind of jealous that you're going to watch it live, Ryan. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I'll try not to brag too much. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> no, no, no. You better listen. You no, better brag the following week. Yeah, yeah. When yeah. we when when we have uh you know you back on the show, post WrestleMania. <laughs> I'll try. I'll I'll do my best. I'm I'm not I'm not too good at, at rubbing it in. I kind of feel bad and uh, certain things like that. But 
Yeah, dude, I completely agree. I've been calling for this for a while. I don't even know if I mentioned it on this show because I, I talked to so many different people about this. Um, this was the match I wanted for Oscar at WrestleMania. I did not want Charlotte Flair again. We've already seen that numerous times before. Not that I don't think it'd be a great match, but who could really care again to see that at WrestleMania, especially? Right. Um, they've been having these hype videos for weeks for Rhea Ripley. She's on her way. She's coming, you know, this and that. And I always thought it was ridiculous because literally she was just in the Royal Rumble. She had a match last year at WrestleMania. It's not like we've never, ever seen this girl. You know, like people who just watch Raw and SmackDown every week know who Rhea Ripley is without even watching NXT because we've seen her before. It's not like this is like some newcomer. Um, so I, I thought it was the whole thing was absolutely ridiculous. And once they pulled the trigger on this, I was so happy. And like you said, Mario, I don't even care. I don't even want to say I don't care. But I'm going to disregard it and kind of not put too much attention on the fact that there's no story behind this. It is what it is. This is the best women's match that they could possibly have come up with for the Raw Women's Championship. I mean, it really is. There's nobody else on the, the women's roster right now that I'd rather see go up against Asuka than Rhea Ripley. I, I, this match, it's it basically, it's two badass women. Um match we've never seen before right i don't think we've ever seen this match no. um it's something new it's something fresh and rhea ripley can get her wrestlemania moment in front of fans one that she deserved last year uh when charlotte's cleared of covid there's always that possibility that they can add her to that match mm -hmm. and a lot of people will be pissed off about that i won't be one of those people because i think adding charlotte would be perfect because you could have Rhea Ripley pin Charlotte yep. in that match, get her revenge from last year and protect Oscar, protect Oscar and Rhea's three is the champion. I think that'd be the best case scenario for everybody. Um, Cause I, let's be honest, Charlotte's not missing WrestleMania. Okay. She's just not, she is, uh, but she has COVID. Yeah, but I'm sure but she, she will she find out. This will cure COVID she, somehow. She, was, she said she was going to sit, down WrestleMania to get Andre uh, Andrade his uh, ninety day you know <laughs> yeah right yeah Acc according to my earlier post as I reported I just got that I'm a little slow sorry I thought you were actually reporting something Leo I thought Leo was actually reporting something do you luck if I do the show sorry go ahead <laughs> oh man but yeah like I said she's probably gonna be involved in some way um. So if that's the case, nobody bitch and moan and complain because what I just said is just the way to go. That's how I would book this. You can also compare that to the the you know the triple threat match that we're getting now with Brian Roman and Edge. I think inserting Charlotte if she is cleared of COVID or whatever it is, whatever the situation with Charlotte's going on right now, she's, got, just, she's got Latin fever. Well, we know that, but that just adds <laughs> it adds more to the match. It you know it makes the match bigger, and you kill two birds with one stone. You have the title change, and you also protect Oscar. So, I like that. I like that idea. Are we gonna get that? We gotta wait and see. But I'm not against it. But you know, you're always gonna have some people that complain. Like there's people complaining about Brian being added to the the triple threat yeah, universal title match, which right? is like, what the fuck? Are you fucking kidding me? If Dude, to me, I don't get it. Like if Roman. And Edge wasn't intriguing already. Adding Brian to this is like, what the fuck, man? It's like, holy shit. Like, this is this is great. This might go down to How history. How is anybody going to complain? Yeah. Because people just, complain about everything, Ryan. Everything. Anything. People will literally complain about anything. We, they will give you everything you want, and people will still bitch more about something. It's it's just it's mind-boggling, dude. Uh, You're adding Daniel Bryan to the mix. Right. This has the uh, – we'll get into it. I, I don't, I don't want to <laughs> give away too much. <laughs> Uh, I like it. All right, so let's talk more. Uh, more 
other crap that happened on Raw. <laughs> More other crap that happened on Raw. Dude, <laughs> it, it looks like we're starting to see, which I'm, I'm against it, man. We're already starting to see a little bit of seeds that the Hurt business is not fine, and we're getting a potential breakup. I do not like this. I hate the fact that Benjamin and Cedric are the casualties on all this. They dropped the tag titles, what, two weeks ago? And now this week, they're like, they look like schmucks, man. You know, they they go out there, you know, they're, they're kind of like interfering in Bobby's match against Sheamus, and later on in the night, they do the job to Drew. I'm just not a fan of all this, man. I don't know if this is going to lead to like, because if you saw like later on backstage in the night, uh, MVP and Bobby were just not happy with Cedric and, and Sean, and then Bobby said something down the lines, if you guys can't do it, I'm going to pay somebody else to do it. I don't know if this is going to lead to like maybe a, a new version of the Hurt Business, or I, I don't know what route they're going here, but I'm just not a fan of all this. It's just, it's getting too convoluted here. It, it's getting too convoluted here. I'm not a fan. They need to keep these four together. I'm not even I was not even a fan of them dropping the tag titles. I'm just not a fan of all this, bro. Ryan, give me your quick thoughts on all these shenanigans. Yeah, man, it it just seems like Vince gets bored of things very quickly. And obviously that's very evident in so many things that he does, but this is just another example of like what are you doing, man? You had like one of the best things going right now. Bobby Lashley finally becomes a WWE champion, and then you're going to break up his squad. Right. I, I, I don't I don't get it, man. And before I get into into more of details, him walking into that room, into the locker room with Ricochet, Drew Gulak, Kira Tozawa. H- how sad was that to look at all those guys chilling there looking like <laughs> a bunch of scrubs? Ricochet looks like he's a what? broken man. Ricochet looks like a broken man. Dude, I hate to say it, but Ricochet looks like a loser. He looks like an absolute loser. He is number one jobber. Um, you know, I, I, I saw some people writing, oh, why is Ricochet involved in this? Why is he sitting there with them? Because he is a jobber. He is a fucking jobber. It kills me to say that because I am a huge Ricochet guy, but he's a jobber. That's a, There's no other way to put it. He, they've made him look like the biggest loser and I just I, I shouldn't be surprised. They killed because the it's spirit. Like, how can you mess up a guy of his talent? They killed the spirit. Ricochet has no spirit. Yeah. He has no yeah. soul. He's just but you know he's it's dead inside. He, and obviously he's not gonna he's not gonna um you know he's not gonna shit on the company publicly, right? But he's gonna always defend the fact if ever anybody tweets at him because people have tweeted at him like oh you know uh, when the, when there was rumors of him getting released or not not released like leaving when his contract was up this was a while ago and he was like oh no I'm happy here like uh, don't try and, and and make up rumors or whatever like that you could just tell he's lying through his teeth you could just tell right through Twitter because I remember Mike Bennett did this too he defended the fact that he loved 205 Live he was great he was happy this and that blah blah blah. He gets fucking released during the whole COVID shit and right. immediately just starts fucking saying, oh, I was so unhappy. Oh, man, I my passion was taken away from me. So I don't believe any of these guys. Ricochet looks like a broken man. Sorry, I just had to get into that. I will get back to the Hurt Business now. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, not a fan of them breaking those guys up. Um, it's interesting that Bobby Lashley says, like, whoever takes out Drew, um, you know, he's going to put a bounty over his head or whatever. I'm intrigued, I guess, a little bit by that. But I don't even know. I'm not even so sure that they're going to follow up on that. That was probably just something that he was, you know, going off on a tangent saying, 
who knows if we're going to see that come into play um, tomorrow night on Raw. I hope they do because storyline continuity is very important, folks. Uh, it, something that we don't see in the WWE. But, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, not a fan of them breaking up the Hurt Business, man. Yeah, I ain't either. Uh, <laughs> real, real quick on the Ricochet thing uh, and all these guys, you could fake a smile, but you can't fake body language. Okay, just by looking at him, he could be smiling. But if your shoulders are down and you're not even like emotionally invested in what you're doing, you could say a thousand times, hey, I'm fine. I'm okay." That doesn't mean that you're fine or okay. Now, in that line, you know, they do have to kind of cover their ass because if they go and they post something online like, oh, I'm not happy, then you're going to get buried even more. You know, you want to. Make it seem like, oh, my God, this is the happiest place to work for, Viz. I'm so happy to be here. And then you go and dress up as a bunny. Just saying. Um, Easter's around the corner. Go ahead, Mario. All right. Let's talk about some uh, updates on on two wrestlers real quick. Keith Lee. Another one. Sorry. Dude's not cleared. Uh, We don't know if it's an injury. We don't know if he's going through some things. But he's, you know, he's uh, MIA. He came out this week. Uh Apparently he's trying to get cleared. I don't know what that means. I don't know if it's an injury. I don't know if it's uh maybe something within him, maybe something else that deeper than that that we don't know. And also Alistair Black, uh I don't know what they're going to do with him cuz that's another guy that we could say that they killed his spirit. But apparently he's been popping up in the performance center and it's rumored that he should be making his return. Now whether that's going to happen or not, it we'll wait and see. If he is going to come back, I would say it'll be after Mania. I'm hoping he comes back as the NXT Aleister Black with the with the, the gimmick and the, the you know the, the the entrance and the old music and no eye patch. That's what I hope. But uh, we gotta wait and see. Uh, Ryan, give me your thoughts on Keith Lee, and then we'll talk about Aleister Black, the potential of an Aleister Black return. Yeah, all the best to Keith Lee, man. He's definitely going through some shit right now. I don't know. Um, I heard he he got COVID and. Maybe it hit him hard. Um, I'm not so sure. I don't really want to speculate, right. but all the best to him because yep. the dude is is one of the best guys I've ever met um, in the wrestling business. Nice and I guy. met him a few times. The dude is so genuine, dude. And you can tell just through his like interviews and how he portrays himself on TV. What a down-to-earth guy, man. So all the best to, to Keith Lee. I, I really hope he recovers and, and we see him back soon. How about Alistair Black? What do you think of this Alistair Black stuff? Listen, they could bring him back, right? They can have him make this triumphant return. They could bring back the NXT stuff, you know, the entrance, all that type of stuff. I'm still not going to be confident they're going to do anything with him. Mm-hmm. Because it's just like, how are they all of, all of a sudden going to just push him to the top, right? How are they all, all of a sudden going to make him a main event guy? When they've had him on their roster for so long now, and just now they're realizing that, okay, we need to do something big with this guy. I just don't see it, man. It's like... They have, when they get somebody who comes into the company, they know right away, okay, we're going to make this guy a big star. Or they know, eh, we'll wait on this guy. I don't really know. I don't really see too much in him, this and that. It just seems like they just don't know what they're doing or what to do. And it just doesn't seem like they're very high on Aleister Black. Uh, Which, again, nothing surprises me within WWE nowadays. But, um, you know, it's sad to see. So he'll make his return, and I hope the best for him. But... I got no confidence they're going to do anything with them. So let me let me ask you guys a question. Um, when new talent comes in, right, or they sign with the WWE, because I also think what, what happens with a lot of these guys, that's their dream, and that kind of outweighs everything else shitty that might be going on, right? So in other words, like, oh, my God, I'm not getting booked, but at least I'm here. 
Like, this is what I wanted to do since I was a little kid, right? Everybody looks for that that Shawn Michaels moment, right? That boyhood dream, you know? And that's the shit that McMahon has been selling to us for, like, the last 30 years. But do you guys think that it gets to a point where a lot of these guys just need to, like, put that aside and say, no, like, I'm actually losing time here? Because, again, how old do you got to be in wrestling to, to go at that level? 40? 45? And a lot of these guys, you're just wasting your time. Now, do you think, Mario, it's more it's more of having Vince have faith in you or having somebody in the back, like, like basically push for you to be booked? <clears throat> because we know Heyman was the one that wanted these guys on. Yeah, and, and, that, and there's on. a double-edged sword to that, too, because... It's God been it, I'm good. Sorry. it's been heavily <laughs> it's been heavily reported in the past that a lot of these guys like some of the backstage a- agents that try to push some of these guys that actually gets heat on the boys with Vince because it's like why keep pushing this guy like there's been a bunch of times where like look at the CM Punk scenario right yeah Paul Heyman was pushing CM Punk in the early days when he was like hey I got this guy in OVW this guy's your next star or whatever and you know Vince and his cronies they they didn't want to hear it. they didn't see the value in Punk until years later so. That's just an ex- that's one example that sometimes the agents or some of these backstage people that are certain that at points are pushing some of these guys like hey let's push this guy hey let's push that guy that actually might be a turnoff for Vince. Mm. I've said this before on the show. Not a yeah, bunch. But then of- how's he gonna know them? Sorry. Because it's fucking Vince. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so then we're still gonna have Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania then. Oh uh, wait, we, we have are. Hogan now at Mania. Oh, wait, we are. We are. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> I know that was. Aren't you ready for his promo? That was a joke. Aren't you? Aren't you ready for his WrestleMania promo? Of course. If you actually think, (laughs) if you actually think I was just the right guy at the right place at the raw at the right time. Okay. Let me say it one more time so you completely understand, McMahon. If you actually believe in your mind, if you actually think that I was just the right guy. (laughs) Sorry. No. Listen, free Tommy End. We need to get this hashtag trending. Free <laughs> Tommy End. Because I do not want to see Mr. End in end up in fucking WWE doing absolutely nothing like which he has been doing. I know he's been nursing some injuries or whatever, but to me, that's all like minor stuff. Like they, they haven't been doing anything with this guy since he got moved on to Raw and SmackDown. They haven't done nothing with this guy. He needs to fucking, that's it. Done. The WWE experiment is over. He had a good run in NXT. Some yeah. would even say great, but but, it's but not. that's what I'm saying. It has to get to a point where you, as, as a performer, say, you know what? I'm getting too old for this shit. Like my time's gonna pass me by. And then what are you gonna do? You're gonna do indies in in, in a gym for the rest of your life? Man, I want to see. Let's do it. Dale. What happened, Ryan? So um, you remember Epico, Primo Epico? Remember those two goons? Yeah. I don't even know if they're still on the roster anymore. No, but, no, um, they, they, no they, they, got, they, they got released. The Colognes okay. ain't with WWE no more. Well, uh, one of them, I th- believe it was Epico, went on, um, did an interview, and he said, like, he's apparently good friends with Andrade. Mm-hmm. Um, and Andrade was saying to him, like, how he hates sitting and catering every week and this and that, how, you know, he knew how unhappy he was for a long time. So, like, it really all depends because then you have a, guys like, I don't know, Zack Ryder or, like, yeah. Primo and Epico who were fine sitting in catering, collecting that paycheck for years, bro. Like, never made a move. Yeah, but, but, that? but it's, a, it's a different story with them, though. So, Zack Ryder goes right along that line what I was saying. Like, hey, this has been your dream since day one. He was like, happy to be there. Yeah, but with Primo and Epico, yeah. it was more than that because it, it was a working relationship 
with their pop and Vince. That's yeah. why they were still there. But you know, and then Andrade obviously didn't want to just sit there and, and waste course. his whole entire career. He knows he's young. He knows the possibilities outside are endless. I don't. We don't know how Alistair Black's feeling. I'd like to think he feels the same way as Andrade does, and he wants to get the hell out. Um, but you know, who who the hell knows? You know, I will never fault somebody for just being happy yeah. to be there because it's like the work that they put in to get there. It's a lot of hard work and sacrifices. So, like, fine, like, whatever. Um, but it, as a fan, it's depressing mm-hmm. because you know you want to see these guys succeed. You want to you want to see them wrestle at their full potential. But you know, you look at a guy like Shinsuke Nakamura. He's he's basically booking it in, like he's booking it in like that's it like he's just yeah. phoning it in right now. Yeah. And uh, obviously, it's not the same Shinsuke we saw in New Japan. But he's happy there. He's mm-hmm. doing what he he's got to do to get by. So like, who are we to judge? Right, you know, like right. if that's what he wants to do. He busted his ass for years in New Japan at the highest level he could possibly mm-hmm. bust his ass at. So like now he's just kind of just taking it easy. I mean, as fans, you know, like it sucks, but you know you have to understand that. So you know. Well, listen, Ryan, and we'll wrap up this this part of it with this. Nothing says happy. And fucking Drew Gulak and Ricochet. I'm just gonna leave it. There. <laughs> Nothing says happy like Drew Gulak yep. and Ricochet. We'll end yep. there. All right, let's talk about SmackDown. So Sasha Banks, we got Cha-cha. we got vintage Sasha Banks because she's a fucking heel now. First of all, she looks so sexy on SmackDown. Oh my god! Mm-hmm. But um, during the Bianca Belair and was it Natty? It was Natalia that she was fighting, right? It wasn't to me. It was Natty, right? I can't I remember. It's one of those two. Now, you, you, you doesn't get, matter. It doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I'm going to say it's Natty. So during that match, um, you know, there, there was a little confrontation between Sasha and Bianca. Sasha was doing uh, commentary, and there was a slap. There was a returning slap, a receipt from Fastlane, because Fastlane was such a, whoo, man, you talk about shows of shows. Now that's Great the show, show right, though. So, um, for show of the year. So, um, <laughs> so we got a returning slap. After the match, Bianca picks up the win, and then Sasha goes in there and just starts blaming it on Bianca, and it looks like we're getting a heel Sasha Banks versus Bianca Belair Mania, and I support it, bro. I fucking support it. What do you think? Oh, yeah, man. Heel Sasha is the best Sasha, dude. Her vintage heel days in NXT, God, so so freaking good, dude. I mean, I love her as a face. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, everybody's just so much better as a heel. Yeah. That's just, like, that. that's just... It's proof right there with her, with Randy Orton, now with Edge. Everybody is just better and more enjoyable to watch as a heel. So I'm glad we're we're finally seeing some sort of story being built here between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. It only took them, you know, a few months to get this thing rolling. But, um, you know, even with the story not being what it should be, I'm super excited for this match. Like, this match should um, be awesome. And it should main event because, you know, I know a lot of people saying it's not main event worthy. but No, it is. It these is. two are going to kill it, man. Yeah. These two are going to absolutely tear the house down, story or not. These two are going to have a great match at WrestleMania. Let me tell you something. If Banks and Bianca Belair don't main event night one, and you got fucking Hogan fucking hosting, I got some fucking questions here, right? <laughs> I got some fucking questions. Yeah. Another thing I'm excited about, and some people were like, oh, but they're not going to get given enough time. I'm like, come on, let's let's be, I'm going to try to be optimistic here. And I know sometimes that's hard for when it comes to WWE programming, but I'm just like, wow, man, I can't believe they're fucking having a WrestleMania match. We've seen them at the big shows at Ring of Honor, final mm-hmm. battles um, in the past, and that's Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. We've seen them in the past. We saw it in 2010. We saw it in 2012 in final battle. Now in 2021, they're finally getting a WrestleMania match. 
I have a lot of high hopes for this match. I'm excited. I'm happy for both guys here. What do you think, Ryan? It's just so amazing, right? Like, so freaking cool to have these two guys who are, like, best friends outside of the ring with so much history behind them. I mean, it's just it's just crazy that people who don't know and aren't familiar go back and watch some of their old Ring of Honor stuff. It's fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh, these two are really, like, destined to fight forever. As cheesy and corny as that sounds, and, you know, they it's just so freaking true, man. Like, they will always come back to one another in some way. And it's like, well, Kevin Owens after the year that he's had and after the past few months that he's had deserves a big match at WrestleMania or deserves a match on the card. Right. And it's like, well, what is he going to do? Well, Sami Zayn don't have an opponent and these two guys have the history. They're going to tear it up. Just have those two go at it. I love it. I love it so much. And um, going back to what you said about, oh, they might not get a lot of time. I'm optimistic that they will have a lot of time because right. there's two nights of WrestleMania. Mm -hmm. And right now, I think there's like five matches a ninth. I got the five matches. I got the card Go pulled. I got the card pulled up. So after we talk about the the universal title match, I'm gonna I'm gonna read off the matches for each night. Okay, but what are there like five? There's like five matches announced for each night so, so far, right? On night one, we got six matches, and on night two, we got five at right now. Okay. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, I don't know how much more, how many more matches are really gonna be added to the card. Um. If so, they might be on a pre-show or or whatnot. But I'm not worried about these matches getting time because, like I said, there's two nights and it's not overloaded. And, you know, you can go three and a half to four hours on here. Or hopefully not four hours. Let's, let's just make it three hours. Um, and you could still give everybody 20 plus minutes to shine. I mean, I, I feel like you can. So, um, yeah, dude, super hyped about this. Yeah, me too, dude. All right. Main event. They changed the main event into a triple threat match. So in the beginning of the show, we had Daniel Bryan. He was uh, pleading his case. Somehow Edge came. No, Adam Pearce came out, and there was some dialogue there. Edge came out. He looked pissed the fuck off. Uh, fast forward to the main event segment at SmackDown. Uh, they kept on teasing throughout the night, the whole night that Adam Pearce needed to make a decision about Daniel Bryan's claims and then Edge, what he thought about it, and then Roman Reigns just being a boss that he is, being pissed off. And this led to a pretty good main event uh, segment because Adam Pearce finally officially made the announcement. It wasn't a prediction. It was a spoiler for me. Yours truly saying this would be a triple threat match. As you reported earlier. Sorry. No, that was just <laughs> no, that wasn't a prediction. That I was know, a spoiler. <laughs> but um, we're finally getting this triple threat match. This is best for business. But man, I just loved what we saw in the ring. Because we see Roman Reigns fucking pissed off. He attacks Daniel Bryan. No, first it was Daniel Bryan and Edge going off. And then Roman Reigns gets involved. And then Edge just fucking loses it. And just starts nailing everyone with chairs. And man, this is vintage Edge. This is my favorite uh, version of Edge. When he acts like this. The ultimate opportunist. The master manipulator. This is like mid 2000 to late 2000 Edge. This is Edge at his best. We're starting to get like the... Because right now, the way Edge is acting, he's kind of acting like kind of like a tweener. Not necessarily a heel, not necessarily a face. This is my favorite version of Edge. I'm liking this. The fact that Brian is in this match, like I said, I don't know how anybody could be pissed off at this. This makes the match better. And yeah. the story they've been telling, Brian has been included into it. So why not just have Brian in this match? Uh, whether what Whatever direction they want to go here, whether they want to put the title on Brian or they want to put the title on Edge... I think that main goal here is 
protecting Roman if the title change is necessary, which I would not be opposed to Roman just retaining. Uh, Ryan, let me get your yeah. thoughts on all this. Yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to that either. We, we mentioned it before on the show that Roman and Sasha should both retain their titles, but I'm kind of leaning towards, you know, it's, it's okay if Roman does lose his title because of the scenario that we've been presented here with this triple threat where he could be protected even in defeat. So, um, you know, and then you continue that story afterwards. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure they're leaning more towards Edge winning here. I, I don't see Brian winning the title here. I think Edge is more of a, a likely possibility of winning. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Edge, he's probably going to be a part-timer. I don't think he's a full-timer. I mean, he has been now because it's WrestleMania season. Right. But once WrestleMania is over, I mean, how – I mean, I guess he could appear because they're not traveling and they're they're in the same place. Um, I know they're going to be taping some shows coming up too. Uh, so I guess you can feature him every single week, but I don't know how much you know how much he's going to be on. Maybe after WrestleMania, he takes a break and then comes back during SummerSlam or whatever. But even if Edge holds it for that one night and then loses it, just say the next uh, SmackDown after WrestleMania, back to Roman, I'd be fine with that because it gives Edge that moment that I think a lot of fans want to see. Uh, I know a lot of fans have been turning on Edge from what I've been seeing on social media because he's you know, not been the baby face that uh, we thought he was going to be. It's ended up being Daniel Bryan being the ultimate baby face, which they kind of had to force Edge to turn heel at this point. So I don't know how many people are behind Edge like they were at one point after he returned and won the Royal Rumble. Listen, you know who's um, behind Edge still? This guy right here, all right? Me. I'm still behind my boy Edge because this is the best Edge we yeah. have right now. Me too. And I just, you know, he actually said this past Friday on SmackDown that uh, WrestleMania night two, April 11th is like, uh, 11 years mm -hmm. or 10 years to the, uh, to the day that he had to hang it up that he announced his he, retirement. He retired in 2011. So that's 10 years, 10 years. Yeah. So, and that's, it falls on that day. Coincidentally, like what a story, man, like yeah. what a freaking story. So to have him pin Daniel Bryan to win the title would just be an awesome moment. But if they do want to go Roman Reigns retaining, which again, I just don't see it as a possibility at this point. Not going to complain about that whatsoever. But, yeah, for the fans complaining that Daniel Bryan's involved in this, I just – I can't believe it. Um, it's not like they're adding somebody who, you know, most of the fans despise. This – Daniel Bryan is an awesome wrestler. It makes this match ten times better, like you said. And I think this has potential to be one of the greatest WrestleMania matches we've ever seen. I, I, I It's a bold statement, but I don't see how anybody could argue me on that. Yeah, man. Uh, Brian just being in this match, like you said, it, it just makes this match better. There's more stock into this match. And we talked about this in the past. WWE kind of shot themselves in the foot back at uh, Elimination Chamber when they had Brian win the match and then fucking get screwed in a matter yeah. of, well, like three minutes against Roman. Of course, the fans are going to be sympathetic against Brian. So they, right. they were kind of forced. They booked themselves in a the corner. And it's funny how uh, WrestleMania 30 was how many years ago? Wow, right? Basically, it's the same storyline. Yeah, it's it the is. same exact storyline as a couple of years ago. You have, you have two heels and you have one baby face. Well, I so it's exactly. the same thing. Now, keep in mind. We're the in only the difference is you had more people in the ring back then than you do now. And then also, people turned on Batista immediately. Batista, Blue Tista. Yeah. They turned on him immediately. In this case, I feel like Edge has more of a mixed reaction. We got to wait to see what how the fans react to him at Mania. Well, uh, Edge, Edge, Edge is the Randy Orton of that feud. 
Yeah, but no, but even Randy Orton back in that triple threat match, he was still a fucking heel. He was the world champion. He was part of um, the authority, so he was still the yeah. full-fledged heel. Yeah, maybe Batista had more Batista. heat. He had yeah. more heat, but Randy Orton was still a full-fledged heel. Edge, I, I see him more as a tweener yeah. in this than a full-fledged yeah. heel. No, but I mean, for, for us that we enjoyed watching Edge and, and then we enjoyed, you know, his run, it, that's his place. You know, whether he wins or loses, uh, and, again, and to me, what we were talking about before, you don't need to have him every week because then you're, you're going to have that whole big show thing where, you know, he's here, he's not, he's a good guy, he's a bad guy. You got to treat Edge, and you. I think, this is me personally, every old guy that you bring in there, old as mean that they had their run already and they're coming back, right? Treat them as something special. Like when they're on your screen, do something with them. Not just have them stand next to Darby Allen every week. Like I don't need that. So again, that's just me, Dali. All right, let's. Um, I'm just gonna read you off the card so far for night one and night two. So night one, we have Cesaro versus Rollins. We have McMahon versus Braun Strowman. Oh man, uh, we got the New Day versus AJ Styles and Omos. Question: Are we getting slime on that one? I don't know, man. Oh, sorry, I don't know. Bad Bunny versus the Miz. And- yeah. Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny. As much as I like Bad Bunny, man, they have shit to bed with this fucking feud. I'm you not. They, they've lost me. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. Cedric and Benjamin are banned from ringside. And then hoping, fingers crossed, that the main event will be Banks versus Bianca Belair. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, out of night one, Ryan, because you will be there live, live. What Ooh. what What's the match you're looking forward to the most? Sasha and Bianca, dude. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I I will say that I am looking forward to a couple of matches on each night. Like, of course, there's there's some good and there's bad. Um, I don't think this card throughout the both nights is as bad as I thought it was going to be. No, I don't think it's bad either. People are saying no. I think it's going to be two really fun nights that are going to deliver in big ways. But um, as far as night one goes, dude, Sasha and Bianca, man, I I just Again, put aside the build and, and right. the story and, and how they've done that whole thing with the tag titles. I am still 100% sold on that being the main event and just insanely hyped for that match. And then night two, we have Big E versus Apollo Cruz for the IC Championship. We have Oscar versus Rhea Ripley. We got Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. The Fiend, the new Fiend versus the Randy Orton. New. Sorry. And then the Universal Triple Threat match, uh, Roman Reigns, Edge, and Daniel Bryan. You know, on paper, okay, while both nights, like you said, they they both look amazing, right? Like, for the most part, the car looks good on both nights. Even though night two has five matches, for me, night two is the more intriguing one of the two nights. Why? Yeah. I, I, feel, like, I feel like the matches have a little bit more meaning to it. Like, obviously, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn. Biggie yeah. and Apollo Cruz, the story they've been telling with those two. I can't be, yeah. I can't even believe that I'm even putting Apollo Cruz over. But man, for the first time in years, this guy has my attention with the with this new yeah. character that he's doing. The Fiend versus Randy Orton. Like, listen, yes, the Fiend looks like he's a member of Slipknot now, but mm-hmm. I'm intrigued. What the fuck they're gonna do at fucking um at WrestleMania? Like, what the hell right. are they gonna do? You have Oscar and Rhea Ripley. Hey, no build, no story. But guess what? I want this fucking match, and then obviously the main event. Yeah, no, I, I know. That's what I'm saying. There's some good, and, and then there's some, you know, not so good sprinkled over both nights, which is what you're going to get with, with WWE, you know, because you got Braun and Shane, you got the uh, Bad Bunny stuff. and um, 
but yeah, man, I, I think they did a really good job with this as, as best as they could possibly do, I guess. Um, I'm not complaining about it whatsoever. And yeah, how, we didn't even mention, how about Biggie and Apollo, huh? You know, I want to mention a tweet that I put out on my personal account um, yesterday after watching SmackDown. And I said, like, it's so refreshing to see guys like Sami Zayn, Big E, Apollo, uh, Cesaro getting singles matches at WrestleMania this yeah, year. Man. And no legends or part-timers to to really take up any spots. And I love that. And, really? you know, that's the beauty of two nights as well. Well, let me just say that I wasn't a fan of the two nights at first when they announced it last year. It ended up being fun. This year, buying tickets to both nights with the amount of money I spent on that, not fun. So I say in the future, I hope they don't do two nights. But at the same time, it's like, man, like you can get so much more guys on the card, more chances to shine, more opportunities, more time for everybody to to really, you know, make something special happen. So that's the beauty of having two nights like this is you can get guys on the card who probably wouldn't have been on the card if it was a regular circumstances where he had a Brock Lesnar match or you had an Undertaker match or you had a Triple H match or you have John Cena coming back, for example. Um, I love it, dude. So I'm really hyped for Apollo to get that opportunity. Big E, Sammy, and Cesaro. This is awesome for those guys. Yeah, me too, man. And you mentioned like the whole part-timer legend things. I think the only two that you could really make that argument with that are like part-timers and legends in this WrestleMania card is Edge and Shane McMahon. That's it. Yeah, really. And 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 even them, it's just kind of like, I don't know. First of all, I don't even really consider Edge to be like a part-timer legend right. type of guy. I, don't, I just don't view that because he's been there every week. So, and mm -hmm. he's obviously Edge. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Shane McMahon, okay, yeah. But it's not taking up a spot no, from anybody not. else. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you know, because the Braun Strowman match, woo, that's a match that everybody's waiting to fucking see at Mania. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. But you know what? Everybody needs a match where they need to a breather, where they need to go take a piss. Go get some snacks. Do whatever you got to do, okay? I'm going to... Well, unfortunately, Braun isn't is on the same card as Bad Bunny. So, um, you know, I guess I'll have two breaks to, to go there for. Because I know we talked about Bad Bunny before. I'm not against it. I understand it. But I don't care enough. Right. Uh, I actually am... I, I should say, I actually am curious to see how he does in a one-on-one -on -one match, though. Because clearly, they're putting a lot of... Uh, confidence in him right to go out there and deliver a one-on-one because -on -one. it's not a tag match anymore it's a single no and he's and been, you know the Miz is a good dance partner to have mm -hmm. um so i'm actually intrigued so i will not be going to the bathroom during that match but braun and shane <laughs> time to hit time to let hit me the, tell uh, you about braun and man. shane because i don't not i don't give a shit about this story i don't give a shit about this match Why you know not? what you it's know what's more match. you know what's intriguing more than a braun and shane match throw shane mcmahon with all like the loser locker room, with all those, it put them in like a ladder match, a multi-man ladder match for like for something. Throw them all together in a ladder match. I guarantee you that's more intriguing than a fucking Braun and Shane match. Yeah, hell yeah. The, the best thing I could think about this is like they're gonna probably add a stipulation onto it where it's like false count anywhere, some shit like that, and they're just gonna go all around the stadium uh, and utilize like some fucking thing that Shane can jump off of like or the, something that Braun the pirate can ship. push over. The pirate ship. The, the pirate ship, yeah. I thought That's nobody the could jump thing off I could think that. of that can make this match fun is if, like, they do things. Because who the hell wants to see them in the ring, right? Like, no, 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 no. I want to see them outside. I want to see Shane jumping off some scaffolding or whatever the hell he's going to jump off of. And, uh, you know, it can make it a little bit more watchable. So you don't want any chain wrestling from Shane McMahon? He's such a good wrestler. Let me tell you, that ship has sailed a long time ago. <laughs> And he's not going to do it with Braun. Man, let's talk about the downfall of Braun. You want to talk about a guy a couple years ago that everybody wanted to see. Like, this guy had the potential, potential to be like a Hulk Hogan-esque type character. And they fucking shit the bed with this guy. They 
too many fucking L's when they should have pulled the plug on him. Like Dude, you know, he's the big show of now. Then nobody gives a fuck about him. Like anytime he, anytime he gets on the mic, anytime I see him on my TV, it's like, dude, I, I don't, I don't care, bro. Get him, get, let's, let's come on. Let's I can't, ask. yeah, I can't stand him ever since. Um, what he said about independent wrestling last year. Oh remember yeah. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ever since, lost total respect for. I actually unfollowed him. I don't even follow him on social media because I just can't stand the sight of him anymore. Uh, I was a big fan of him, man. I was on the Braun bandwagon back in like 2017. I mean, who wasn't? Because you were like on the that. Braun Express. <laughs> Braun Express. Oh, how about those those train noises, man? When he oh, runs around the ring now. God. Oh, dude, awesome, man. What? Who's brilliant that idea? Is that is a disgusting ass. <laughs> so bad. Man, so awful. They got some great people writing for for WWE. Let me tell you, they really know what the fans want to see. <laughs> they do. You, you tell me you don't want to see a, a a guy who clearly needs to catch his breath after going around twice around the ring, and they got to yeah, find no. a way to like fill time for him to go. <sighs> there you go. Perfect timing, baby. <laughs> Speaking of two nights, let's talk about NXT. So we got uh the the card is starting to fill up for both nights. So on night one we got Io Shirai versus Raquel Gonzalez. We got for the vacant. Tag team championships because Danny Burch is hurt, so they stripped uh, Oni Lorcan's probably probably going to see him anymore, especially the beating that he caught from uh, Karen Cross this weekend. How <laughs> Finn Balor just went over him with no problem while Oni Lorcan was just selling there like a schmuck for like 15 minutes. <laughs> but we're getting for the for the vacant NXT championships tag team championship. We have MSK, Grizzle Young Vets, Legado. Del you mean Fantasma. marijuana smoking kids, sir? Must see kids, whatever you want to call them. Uh, then there's going to be a six-man gauntlet eliminator match. And then the winner of this eliminator match will challenge on night two for the NXT Nitro. North American Championship. And then we got Walter versus Tommaso Ciampa for the UK Championship. Um, I guess let's start with Walter and Ciampa. I enjoyed the segment that we got this week on NXT on how they were just trashing Ciampa. And then the second Walter... The scumbag that he is just ripped his necklace. That just, yeah. I don't know, turned the switch and champ and he started losing it even more or whatever. I don't expect Walter to lose the title, but I expect a really good match between these two. Oh, yeah, man. This is like one of my highly anticipated matches across both nights of TakeOver. I can't wait for this. Uh, not a match I ever really thought I wanted until now. Uh, and I think we mentioned this last week or I mentioned this to my other buddies I can't remember, but... um. Gives Ciampa something to do, like a meaningful yeah, takeover match. And, yeah, a meaningful takeover match, one that we haven't, um, you know, seen from him in a long time. He's just been floating around doing nothing. So Walter is, is a great opponent for him. And, man, this is just awesome. I mean, Walter, unfortunately, is stuck in NXT UK. He's said it numerous times that he doesn't want to move to the States. He never really wants to perform here full time. He wants to be there. Um, so, like, we don't really get to see Walter. Like, n not a lot of, like, fans get to watch him but when they do it's a treat you know we saw him against pete dunn at that takeover new york and now seeing him against champa um you know we, we saw last year what was that um that pay-per-view that they did in january the world's collide stuff with mm -hmm. the undisputed era which was great so anytime you get to see walter it's a damn treat mm -hmm. and man i can't wait for some of those chops Whew. uh you have here brian sendek he's saying 60 year old champa is gonna die at the hands of walter Oh my god, dude! Yeah, he looks terrible. Shave he looks your fucking so head, bad. yeah, Leo. Oh shave your head, Leo. Why is Champa letting his hair grow? Shave. He needs to shave his fucking head. What's wrong with this guy, dude? He looks. He looks like a fucking grandfather. Like he's. Like, he's so old. He looks so old. Go bald again 
And, you know, he doesn't have to dye his beard, I guess, because his beard's always been that way. But, yeah, but I don't know. Doing... Take notes from The Undertaker, man. Get some just for men. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. <laughs> so so for these vacant tag titles it's got to be either the grizzle young vets, vets or msk right there's no way legala phantasma takes the titles unless depending on no. where we right there's no way no th- i don't no, even know why they're involved i mean they're great wrestlers but they're just, yeah i mean you know, i'm not i'm not complaining i just it's kind of random right I mean, I tell you what, I'd rather see them with the tag titles than fucking Danny Burch and only Lorik and I go. Yeah, yeah. It's got to be MSK or, or the Vets, right? I think it's got to be MSK, right? I mean, they they won they won the Dusty Classic. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the most overtaking they have right now. I don't see how they don't give it to those guys. So, um, dude, this match is going to be fucking wild, man. Yeah. I can't wait for this shit. Yeah, yeah. All right, night two. We got Jordan Devlin. I do defending the actually it's going to be a, a NXT Cruiserweight Championship unification match uh you know shades of WrestleMania 10 with uh Michaels and Razor speaking of Michaels Shawn Michaels came out during their face off and I love I, I don't know why I love this so much this is Shawn Michaels sorry well that too but just the reactions of Jordan Devlin and Santos Escobar the second they heard that first note of HBK's music, they both just looked at the screen, and they didn't even look like wrestlers there. They looked more like fans. Yeah. They were just in shock, and HBK, without saying a word, he doesn't even say anything. He just goes in there, looks at both guys, he just throws in the ladder in there, and just you know points up, and then just walks away. I don't know why I love this so much, but I just it was just an amazing moment. And just seeing Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin's uh, facial reactions, what you thought of this whole segment? Yeah, so I wanted a ladder match for the um, the tag team titles. I thought that would have been insane, but um, I'm glad we're getting in this match because this works too. Um, I'm not too high on Jordan Devlin. Uh, I was at one point, but I kind of soured on him for different reasons. Is it because he looks like a midget? Yeah, yeah, uh, that too. <laughs> Sant- uh, Santos Escobar, I actually really do enjoy. Um, I think he's doing some great stuff. These two are great wrestlers at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, not a match that I ever envisioned i'd get pumped to see because again i just don't really feel like a lot of people really care too much about either guy but there's no doubt that they are going to tear it up and especially in a ladder match that ladder matches make everything better dude i am i'm such a mark for ladder matches because like i just i I love a good ladder match like i want one at wrestlemania one of the nights i would love to see like riddle throw up his u.s title and like just Mm -hmm. have a multi-man ladder match or something like that Mm mm-hmm or like the, the tag titles because I'm just a sucker for, for a good ladder match. So, um, yeah, this is going to, this is going to tear the house down every match on this card across both nights is so stacked. Yeah. We're going to mention, we're going to mention Michaels in a little bit too. Again. So we had Gargano. He's going to be defending his North American championship against the winner of this gauntlet eliminator match from night one, Finn Balor and Karrion Cross. What did you think of their in-ring segment this, uh, this past week after the post, uh, Cross only Lorcan match, which they pretty much buried only Lorcan in this one. Like he wasn't, he wasn't even relevant. Like after he lost the match, it's like, all right, get the fuck out of here. Like Finn Balor just disrespecting <laughs> him, just going over him like nothing. Um, I thought Finn Balor's promo was kind of weird. I don't know why. I just found it kind of weird. Um, to me, it felt more like Karrion Cross was coming off more as a face than Balor. What did you it does think? right? What yeah. did you think of this whole segment? I mean, I thought it was good. I, th- I thought, it, you know, I think they're doing a good job of, of selling you on this match. 
Um, I thought the promos have been good. But yeah, I kind of am getting that vibe that like Finn is is like the heel in this. Um, well, like, and not, not necessarily a carrying cross as a baby face, but it kind of just seems like two heels going at it really, uh, to me, but I thought, I thought the segment was fine. Um, you know, uh, I'm really curious to see how this match goes because I just feel like, um, I don't hate carrying cross. I'm not too high on his wrestling ability. Um, but I'm curious to see how he does with Finn Balor because sometimes it's like, it all depends on who your your partner is in there, you know? Like, he obviously didn't do good work with Keith Lee. And, of course, he got hurt halfway through that match. So, uh, you know, take that as you will. But, right. like, Finn Balor has the opportunity to, to really, you know, put this match on his back and make Karrion Cross look better than maybe he actually is. So, curious to see how it goes. So, um, you know, I think they've been doing a, a fine job. And the promos have been pretty good. But I definitely agree with you on, on the heel stuff for Finn. I want to talk about this Adam Cole Kyle Riley uh, segment that we got on NXT. So we're getting this match unsanctioned, no rules, no DQs at NXT Takeover Night Two. Night Shut up. Uh, but before we got this segment where they, you know, where William Regal, you know, lays down the ground uh, work on this match, and then the contract signing, and then they both have a quick back and forth. Adam Cole gets shown on camera. First is Kyle Riley. You see Kyle Riley walking, which now, now that Kyle Riley is like, there's, there's no more like UE. There's no more undisputed era for whatever reason. Kyle Riley looks like he belongs like in a punk band. I don't know because he's on <laughs> wearing like this jean vest, and he now his mohawk is really starting to come out. And Adam Cole is he's just been angry at, since ever. He's been just angry the second he just says fuck the UE. But when Shawn Michaels is coming back to backstage from the from the Santos Escobar and Jordan Devlin segment, we have this quick face-off between Michaels and Adam Cole, and Adam Adam Cole is just looking at... I don't even say Adam Cole looks angry. He just looks... Just staring Michaels, and Michaels has this smirk like he's just a proud dad, and there's been a lot of comparisons between Adam Cole and Shawn Michaels. I don't know if this was meant as an Easter egg. I don't know if this is... uh Maybe this is just something they did just to shoot... I don't know, man, but I really was very intrigued by this. Whether this leads or some leads to something or not, what did you think of this whole little East this nugget that we got backstage between Adam Cole and Shawn Michaels? That was a really cool visual. Obviously, I mean, you know, what a dream match this would have been like, you know, years ago. Right. Um, I, the the ship has sailed on on Shawn Michaels. Obviously, nobody should ever want to see him compete in the ring after what happened at the Saudi Arabia show. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just not the same, obviously. Um, but yeah, I just feel like it was just a cool visual. I don't really know what the point of it was. Um, you know, they like to tease things here and there, but I, I wouldn't look too deep into it. But definitely cool to see those two guys come face to face and. Shawn Michaels is a proud father, man. He is so he's a proud. He just father. loves NXT, man. Yeah. He he's he loves the talent there, and uh, it's got to be cool for guys like Adam Cole, Johnny Gargano to like literally learn right underneath HBK, probably somebody who they idolized growing up. So I'll wrap up with this whole Shawn Michaels thing. So I'm diehard Shawn Michaels fan. He's my number one. He's the greatest wrestler of all time, in my opinion. But uh, I do not want to see him wrestle again. What I will say is, since you mentioned the whole, you know, money in the sand match that we got, you know, between the Brothers of Destruction and DX, for a guy that came out of retirement, I don't know how long he was retired by that time. I think almost, what was it, like 
uh, eight years in retirement, seven years, yeah. something like that, whatever. Yeah. For a guy that came out of retirement, right? Now, granted, he was fucking bald. He had no hair. <laughs> yeah. That's what hurt you the most. That's what hurt me the most. For a guy that <laughs> yeah. came, that didn't wrestle a match, and he had to carry all three guys because Triple H was hurt, in my <clears throat> opinion, he did not look that bad compared to yeah. everyone else in the ring. That's what I will sure. say. Um, I have no interest in seeing him wrestle again, but my biggest takeaway from this is the fact that Shawn Michaels is letting his hair grow out. That's my biggest yeah. takeaway. That's yeah, biggest yeah. Takeaway. You love to see it because that bald look just, I don't know, wasn't it wasn't, wasn't happening. Nah, wasn't see, doing it I got used to Triple H being bald. That's fine. I got used to that. Mm-hmm. Shawn Michaels, I don't think I could ever get used to that. It, 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 the thing is, there's some people that look they look good bald, you know? Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. They, Thank you very much. They look good bald. Like, <laughs> like Triple H, you know, for a guy that had long hair for almost his entire career, when he transitioned to the short hair, he looks better with bald than having the little short hair that yeah. he did. Yeah, he, yeah. he looks better as a bald guy. Yeah, that, that little crew cut that he had. No, nah, I didn't. I, didn't, I wasn't a fan of it. Not Some people just look better bald. I know. Thank you. Yeah, I do. Hi, Leo. <laughs> if you think Chompa looks bad with his hair growing out, wait till I grow out my hair. Just saying. Go ahead, Ryan. <laughs> uh, I don't think anybody wants to see that, Leo. <laughs> oh. All right, let's let's uh, let's move on to some AEW stuff. Um, you know what? We'll sprinkle this in here, too. Impact. Impact Wrestling. There's some changes happening in Impact. Impact Rebellion is moving to April 25th. That's Sunday because I think April 24th, there's a UFC pay-per-view, so they don't want to go head-to-head with that. So they're moving their pay-per-view nice, which is the same thing AEW did earlier this month. Also, they're moving nights, as expected, because NXT's moving to Tuesdays. So now Impact Wrestling's moving to Thursdays. I think this is a smart move by then. So that means we are getting wrestling every single fucking day, Ryan. Ryan, what you think of these moves, bro? Yeah, this doesn't shock me. Uh, they moved to Thursday nights. I mean, Impact has literally been on every single day of the week over their their tenure uh, Monday, as a company. Tuesday, Monday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah, they they have been on every single they, night. Holy shit! Yeah, even Friday night when yeah. they were on. Remember, they were on Friday nights, mm-hmm. which was weird. Uh, I don't know. Back then, I just thought that was weird. But it was um, a weird time in wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, because that's when SmackDown too. wasn't on Friday, so you kind of forgot what it was like to have a wrestling show on a Friday night. Yeah. Um, but it's smart, dude. It's smart. And I'm, I'm happy for Impact because, you know, Impact's doing some great stuff right now. And obviously, you know, them on the same night as NXT is not going to bode well. People are just not going to watch them over NXT. I mean, no. They're just not. No. So um, it's good for them because they deserve their own night and they deserve the viewers. I've actually been watching, um, you know, past few weeks, I'm, you know, watch while watching hockey. Uh, I'll fl- flip on, you know, in between periods and, um, you know, I'll, I'll watch some of their stuff, and the in-ring stuff is good. Backstage stuff, I'm still iffy on. I'm not completely sold on the product altogether, but they were doing some good things, so they deserve their own night. And, yeah, as far as, as wrestling every single night of the week, I mean, hey, some people will be really happy about that, some people not so much. But this is just why it's, like, really hard to, like, watch every single promotion. Like, I keep up with it, don't get me wrong, but... um it's hard to invest in every single show. I mean, I, I'm not sitting there watching wrestling Monday through Friday. Yeah. You, like, you can't. I, I'm, I'm just, you know, I want to do other things, you know, or if I go out or if I want to watch a movie or if I want to watch a show or I'm a sports fan, baseball's coming back this week, right. you know, like I'm not going to watch, you know, sit there and watch Impact or, you know, SmackDown or Raw um, like I probably will for NXT and for, for AEW. But, um, but yeah, man, it's like I said, for the people who, 
like that and it, they want something to watch every single night, well, there you go. You got a wrestling show to, to look forward to every single weeknight. You also mentioned how it, it's just practically impossible for Impact to even like go head to head with NXT just due to like NXT is just too popular, or whatever. Also, we got to throw in this factor that Access TV is not a channel that everyone gets. That's so. True, yeah. A lot of people, like, I, I think I mentioned it, what was it, last week? Or maybe, like, two weeks ago, I mentioned how I switched cable providers. So now I don't even have Files anymore. I have Xfinity. Guess what? Xfinity doesn't carry. Access TV. So this past week, when I watched Impact, I didn't even watch it on... I had to watch it on through Twitch, which is something I haven't done in, like, well, like, over maybe a year or two now. Mm-hmm. So, uh... How was it on there? Oh, it's fine. It's the same thing. The only I yeah. think it, you know, instead of commercials, you get like kind of like um, flashbacks to like some of the old TNA stuff or whatever. That's what you get in commercial oh. breaks, which is pretty cool, whatever. But I mean, uh, watching it, like you know, still look HD. Like it looks, it looks like okay, how you were good, watching yeah. TV. No, because I know they were having some problems with the Twitch stream at one point, but I guess they they figured it out. But um, yeah, That's yeah. Cool. Before they went to Access, I remember uh, they were on some bullshit channel i think they were called like pursuit or something or whatever that's yeah, when they were yeah yeah that's, what the hell was that yeah it was some bullshit like hunting channel which makes no <laughs> yeah. which makes no sense why wrestling would be on there but right destination um, america they've been on some weird ass channels dude right so during that time i remember they were on friday nights uh impact wrestling yeah. so i remember i would watch it on twitch i would watch it uh you know on twitch yeah. on like delay or whatever but uh yeah you know it's a smart move by impact Speaking of Impact, we had Kenny Omega and Don Callis cut a, a mean promo this past week. And the biggest takeaway from that promo is bigger than Abushi. Yeah, yeah. How about that, huh? I think uh, I think I think they're warming up to something. I think something is uh is happening. I don't know when, I don't know how, but everything happens by design when it comes to Don Callis. He's a smart man, and I think something's starting to warm up. What do you think? He he knew what he was saying. Something but, to uh, warm up. You know, that, that promo, I don't know if you got that, um, felt the same way. You know, and I love Kenny Omega and I love Don Callis. I just feel like that shit was all over the place. And I hate when um, Don Callis talks over Kenny Omega or yes. Kenny Omega talks over Don Callis. I'm just like, like you know, it, I understand why they're together. Don Callis is a great promo. And so is Kenny Omega, though. And I just feel like when you have two guys who can really talk, it just doesn't work. And then you have them talking over each other. And I'm just like, oh, like, geez, let one guy talk. Like, can I listen to Kenny without having Don butt in? Or can I listen to Don without Kenny going like, tell him, tell him. Like, just do like, it just like, I know they're heels. It's supposed to be cocky, like asshole type of heels. But man, I just, it doesn't work for me. That shit was all over the place. Instead of coming, instead of coming out so obnoxious, kind of comes off kind of annoying. Because it's like, yeah, you're not right. letting either or breathe when they're saying whatever yeah. they're saying they can't even finish the sentence like you don't need a hype right. man yeah just... <laughs> leo you should listen to that your own advice then <laughs> yeah sorry <laughs> no yeah. what yeah tell him mario oh sorry but the uh, <laughs> the most interesting thing about the promo though is the fact that they are and i don't know if this is just playing into the story or if they're teasing something and i, I hope to god no they're obviously teasing the fact that Rich Swan could be the first guy to kick out of the one winged angel and i don't know how you feel about that mario but i just i don't think he's the guy Nah, he's not gonna be the guy. He's not gonna be the guy. Good. Absolutely I not. not. I expect Kenny Omega to capture the Impact World Championship. 
I expect him not to be like a piece of shit that Kota Ibushi is and unifying these titles. <laughs> and I also expect <laughs> that the next feud coming out of this match is going to be Kenny Omega, Sammy Callahan, because Sammy Callahan has been teasing mm, yes. that yeah. he wants the winner of... I was going to say Abushi. <laughs> the winner <laughs> of... Uh, which would be a good match, Abushi, Sammy Callahan. But no, he would want the winner of Swan and Omega because he wants his world title back. And that's another thing, another matchup, and another feud that I'm intrigued by, uh, a potential Sammy Callahan and Omega match. Yeah, it's it's a match that nobody ever thought they were going to get. So, um, yeah, I, I, I'd definitely be intrigued at the back and forth between Sammy Callahan and Don Callis, uh, for sure. Mm-hmm. All right, AEW. I thought this week's AEW show was good, but nothing like too big came out of it. It was a good show, good, solid, enjoyable watch, but <clears> nothing <throat> too crazy came out of it. Obviously, there's some injuries that that we we will talk about. But uh, yo, starting off the show hot, Omega Sidell, man. I think people sometimes forget uh, Matt Sidell how good he is, and <laughs> you know him going at it with a dancing partner, dancing partner with Kenny Omega. Man, it just goes to show how good these two are together man great match uh, Omega I feel like reminded reminded us like hey Seidel could be that guy too you know if given the, the proper opportunity I thought this match was great I thought the, the finish was good and Don Kyle's once again on commentary is just gold <laughs> especially during Omega matches yeah this match was awesome great way to kick off the show and you know what I love about it, too, is that they put the stipulation on it that if Matt Seidel wins, he gets the title shot. When If, if they would do that in WWE, that basically automatically tells you that this guy is going to win and get right. a title shot. In AEW, it, it, that's not a guarantee. And I absolutely love that because Omega shouldn't be losing here, right? To, to defend the title again the following week against the same opponent that he just they just faced off against the week before. That's just not how AEW operates and does business. So I just love the fact that they could put a stipulation on that, and it doesn't automatically mean that what they say is going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tay Cotney, we don't really talk much about her, but man. No, we should. We should, right? Because, <laughs> man, compared to what she was doing in NXT, in NXT you always saw there was something there, but we she just either didn't figure it out or maybe she wasn't, wasn't given the opportunity. But man, AW now, like she is shining. Her star is super bright. And she picked up a major upset, in my opinion, against Nyla Rhodes. There's some post match shenanigans with Matt Hardy and the bunny and, and stuff like that. But yo, take Connie. That's that this is someone that we need to start looking at, man, because she she's looking good. Oh yeah, she's she's definitely looking good, all right. <laughs> she she is <laughs> Oh, we know she looks good, Ryan, but I mean, like, yeah, I'm sorry. Ha- okay. I'm no, sorry. I just had to throw that in yo, there. She's, she's literally be- my woman crush in all wrestling. Yo, she's like- going to be at the wrestling uh, universe store, I think, in a oh, couple I know. weeks. <laughs> you- oh, I know. Are you going? So, it's on my radar. I don't know. It's on my radar. I, I'll yo, see when it gets closer. Dude, if you go, let me know. I'll, I'll meet you up there if you end up all right. going. Yeah, sounds good. I, 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 might, uh, I might actually do it. But, yeah, all jokes aside, she is really a really talented performer and she just seems to get better every single week and i'm really glad that aew is putting the investment into her because she deserves it uh she was really good in nxt she was and i think at one point didn't they put her with the undisputed era for like a short little program or something like that i think they did they it might have maybe not aired but they, they did something at the tapings i remember where they put mm. her with undisputed era for i don't a remember or that. Like that don't remember that at all you just kind of hit me with like whoa what the fuck i don't remember. yeah that. yeah look it up i don't think i don't and maybe somebody in the comments maybe brian if he's watching still uh, remember something involving them 
Um, but anyways, obviously, she didn't go anywhere there. But I'm just really glad she's getting the opportunity to shine here. And when I saw she was facing Nyla Rose again, and this is like the third meeting that she's faced Nyla since she, like, she became a, um, an official member of the roster. I'm just like, she can't lose again to Nyla Rose. Right. Uh, you know, she just lost to her in, in the Eliminator tournament. I said, you know, if she loses here, what is she going to do? Like, where is she going to go from here? Like, they need to start creating new stars. And uh, and they did that. And it looks like somewhere down the line, we're going to be getting Ty Conti versus uh, Hikaru Shida, which is going to be awesome. You know, I think with Ty's background in jiu-jitsu and, and, and all that, it's just, it just makes for, uh, like I said, for, for an interesting match, storyline, and, uh, you know, future women's world champion somewhere down the line. Yeah, dude, I agree, man. Um, take Conti. This is someone that we need to really start talking about again because uh, – would actually start talking because and the NXT it just kind of proves it kind of goes to show you that the NXT system isn't necessarily for everyone like yeah. to me when I remember Tay Connie in NXT there was always potential there but she was kind of used as an enhancement talent like it's always she was always used to put someone over yeah she might have picked up some wins here or there but to me her main purpose in NXT was always as an enhancement talent and I'm like wow why would you do that one she has a great look two um she's not even bad in the ring so why would you only use her in that type of role I you know maybe um you know her her accent has something to do with it too. You know, WWE is weird with that shit too. It's it's like if you get on the microphone and you're you don't like speak clearly or you have tr- trouble with the language and you have like a heavy accent. I just feel like sometimes they don't get behind you. It's it's sad and I hate to say it. That could have been Andrade's problem too. But you know he had Zelina with him, so uh, right. I don't know. But um, it's funny. Brian goes. She was in developmental for four years and was the same wrestler coming out as she was going in. She hasn't even been in AEW for a year yet, and look how much better she is. What does that mm-hmm. tell you about the, the that, performance? Center? That's the same comparison we did with Kenta. When Kenta yeah. was in fucking NXT and WWE, which that whole run was a major flop. She He goes back to New Japan. He starts picking up some scene. People are starting to look at him differently. And then in one night in AEW, he looks like a fucking superstar. Yeah, right, right. It's just, yeah, like you said, not everybody, like you you, you just said it perfectly, not everybody is built for, for that type of system over there. And, uh, you know, they're better elsewhere. So, you know, it, it's good to see people. I love to see people become successful outside of when they leave WWE, you right. know, because it's just like kind of goes to show like, you know, they, they, they missed out on something. All right, let's talk about a couple of trios matches that happened on AEW Dynamite this week. Let's first start off with, the Pinnacle, they faced off. So we had FTR and Sean Spears facing off with Brian Pillman Jr., Griff Garrison, and Darius from Top Flight. My biggest takeaway from this match, now this is pretty much a spotlight show for the Pinnacle, but man, can we talk about the theme song of the Pinnacle? Because it was very Four Horsemen-esque. I love the fucking logo because the logo kind of the logo kind of has a wink of winking a nod to the four horsemen logo except they're fucking mountains right yeah i I just love the theme i love everything about this fucking group man and i noticed this week compared to last week on how everybody was shitting on the pinnacle oh it's a fake ass evolution oh the the, the horse this week i'm not really hearing the same criticism no there you go you gotta let things play out my friends Mm -hmm. have patience everything works itself out and, you know, before you make a judgment, let this shit roll for a few weeks. I mean, this is only the second week. Uh, I'm loving it. Uh, the theme song is great. Old school, like you said. These guys look like a million bucks walking out there. They really do. Uh, say what you want about Sean Spears. I know a lot of people ragging on him or whatever. 
Um, yeah, I feel like he's got to ditch the mohawk. I just feel like that look makes him look like a fucking loser. You, um, this is what I will say about the, his look. I feel like if he let his facial hair grow out, I feel like the mohawk yeah. wouldn't look too bad. That clean yeah. cut look with the mohawk doesn't it doesn't look right. Let yeah. him grow out like a little bit mo- more rugged. You mean give him a, give him a, some facial hair? I feel like the mohawk wouldn't look too bad. I will I will tell you this though because everybody's ragging on Sean Spears. This match spotlight him and reminded him he belongs in this group because guess who picked up the win in that match? Sean Spears. Yeah, exactly. Hey, I'm a Sean Spears guy. I know that's it's controversial and um, you know. Guy gets a lot of criticism, but I think he's good, and he just needs to be utilized the right way. So, uh, you know, I'm happy that he's involved in this. And, yeah, it was a good showing from those guys. And looking forward to seeing where they go next, man. I just, like I said, I'm into this. I'm, I'm into this group led by MJF mm-hmm. and, and Tully. And, uh, yeah, I am here for this. Uh, I'm hoping. This is what I'm hoping for, and we talked about it a couple episodes ago. I'm hoping this leads to a stadium stampede match at um... – I was going to say Bound for Glory. Holy shit. Way off. Double or nothing. Um, that's what I'm hoping for uh, between uh, Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. All right, let's talk about the other trios match that we got. I don't know if they're doing these trios matches to kind of tease that the, the six-man titles are coming, but they, the, they really need to you know, make an announcement sooner rather than later about these six-man championships because this is those titles, while it's a very unpopular championship, I feel like they would be utilized well in AEW. Yeah, yeah. So we have the Young Bucks with uh, Brandon Cutler versus the Lucha Brothers. <laughs> with who? Ryan, why'd you make that face? With who? Ryan, why'd you make that face? Unintentional. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so we have the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler versus the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid. <laughs> Ryan's face. All right. Listen, this match was good. This match was fun. It was a fun match. Uh, the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid to pick up the win. I, I think the biggest takeaway of this match was the kind of the post match um, post match comments from Omega, kind of like going facing off once again with the uh, with the Young Bucks saying like, "Hey, what what are you guys doing? Like, listen, we I uh we left elsewhere because I believed in you guys, and what you don't believe in me anymore. You pick Brandon Cutler over me. They just bury Brandon Cutler in this fucking <laughs> promo, but uh." I kind of liked what we got here. I enjoyed what we got here. The Young Bucks still not wanting nothing to do with Omega, mostly because of Don Callis and kind of saying that Omega is a changed man. And then the Lucha Brothers kind of, you know, they get the better of Omega, and then the Good Brothers coming like schmucks, trying to, like, not even make the save, picking up Omega, which Omega kind of looks drunk, you know, all bloodied up, busted up. If, um, because we... I would assume that the Omega potential feud that we're going to get for Omega at uh, Double or Nothing, it's still like, we're still not going to get that quite yet. So we don't necessarily get a concrete guy for Double or Nothing. But hey, man, I'm intrigued of a potential uh, Omega Pentagon feud again, you know, for for a potential big, uh, you know, a big theme show Dynamite. I'm cool with that. Or hey, if you want to touch on the AAA stuff, hey, maybe we get Laredo Kid challenging for that AAA Mega Campeonato in a Dynamite. I'll be cool with that too because, you know, hey, uh, Kenny Omega's the AAA champion also, so I'm, I'll be cool with that also. Uh, what you think? thought of the, the six-man and then the, the post-match shenanigans? Yeah, match was great. Uh, Laredo Kid is freaking fantastic. I'm glad he's in the mix here. Uh, next week we're getting the those three guys again, but with the Good Brothers and Kenny, so that's going to be an awesome match. Mm-hmm. Um. 
yeah, I, I like how the Bucks finally walked away. So, you know, we can obviously know that they ain't joining Omega. And I said this uh, in, in my group with Brian and a couple of other buddies, uh, you know, AEW's got a, a big night coming up. Well, not really, but they haven't really announced anything big, and it's not really like them to count a program. But they are going to be live on April 7th, which is the first night of NXT TakeOver. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure they're going to want a big main event, right? I mean, I, I just don't see them phoning in that show. It's going to be live. Maybe some people who are taking an early WrestleMania week are stopping in Jacksonville first, you know, because then they have a house show two days later. Right. So I, I would love a big main event of, like, uh, I mean, it's probably not going to happen, but Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers versus the Young Bucks and John Moxley. That would I be think great. that would be an awesome, awesome main event to have Mox teaming up with the Young Bucks would be awesome to see the Bucks go at it with the Good Brothers. And then you see the interactions between Nick and Matt and Kenny. Oh, man, I think that'd be freaking cool, man. Like, awesome, awesome to watch. Um, but I don't know if we're going to get that or not, but, uh, you know, that's it, where I'd like to see this it, go. If the April 7th show is ends up being like a theme show, because, you know, AEW Dynamite, they're big on themes. They're big yeah. on the theme shows. I don't know who owns the trademarks to this, whether it's WWE or not, or maybe it got let go. But you know what I would like? I would like for them to like dub their Dynamite like an old WCW pay-per-view. So maybe <laughs> like a AEW Dynamite Super Brawl or something like that. Yeah, I would kind of yeah. like that, on, especially like on a WrestleMania week. I would yeah. enjoy that because um, it's normally AEW always gets even because of, listen, the ratings are whatever to me, right? Like mm-hmm. I don't even do a post on the ratings. I just put po- post. Yeah, I just stupid. post into my stories forever. Whoever's interested in, on it, but you know, AEW has been they they've been they're the ones that have been racking up wins here. NXT probably has like what a handful full of wins. If there's gonna be a week that NXT is gonna win, it's probably gonna be Mania week. It better be, yeah. I, I mean, I watch AEW every single week live religiously. I don't I don't watch NXT live. I watch it on my DVR the next day or later that night. But I'm going to skip AEW that night to watch TakeOver because I just, you know, it's TakeOver, man. Like, I know it's not your normal, typical TakeOver, but it's still getting a stacked night of, of matches. And um, and then, you know, I, I, I leave for Tampa, you know, two days later, and then you got another TakeOver the night be- before. So I'd rather just watch TakeOver live and then maybe catch AEW, like, really quick on the DVR. Um, but, yeah, NXT deserves main focus and viewership that night but you know like i said if you're aew i mean i'm sure you're going to want to put together something big right something a big main event of some sorts and i just feel like something involving those guys similar to what we got i think it what they get it at uh fighter fest or something like that i don't know we got like a big like tag match i don't know that was yeah. one i think these too many special shows um they're big but on they had the theme a, shows. They're big on the theme shows. Yeah, they're big on them. Yeah, St. Patrick's Day Slam and all uh-huh. this, all this shit. Beach uh, break. So, yeah. Oh, I think it was Beach Break. Yeah, with um the Good Brothers uh in the in the match. Hmm. I don't know. It was like a six man main event. I don't even. I can't even remember what happened yesterday. So I don't even know why I'm trying to figure this out. AEW uh, Dynamite. We're not Mania. <laughs> well, yeah right right oh i i hope they i really hope and listen i'm not i'm not and i'm not saying this like they should theme you know they should gimmick their show because oh uh you know counter programming wwe no i'm not saying that but it'll be nice you know that just that theme your show you know you're big on the themes why not theme the mania week yeah right if there's any week to to, to theme your show it's gonna mm-hmm. be that one right okay let's talk about this main event your props to AEW. Because their main event was a championship match with two 
pretty much AEW guys. It wasn't guys that came from other companies or anything like that, like a WWE, New Japan, Ring of Honor, whatever. It was two AEW guys. We had Darby Allen defending the TNT Championship against John Silver. Unfortunately, John Silver did get hurt. I think he separated his shoulder. I don't think he needs surgery, but he ended up getting hurt in the match. He ended be out up for a month. He ended up finishing the match. Um, and the match was great. Uh, and then we got a post-match brawl. And I don't know, man. The the fact that Sting was side-by-side with the Dark Order, I popped for that. <laughs> I don't know how you felt about it, Ryan. But yeah. I, I thought it was pretty fu- It was pretty fucking cool. Um, I thought this match was good, man. Great main event. Uh, great episode of Dynamite. Talk to me about this uh, match between Allen and Silver and then just kind of the post-match stuff between Sting, Dark Order, and then um, I don't even know what to call Matt Hardy stable. Team Hardy? What would you call like, even call them? I don't know. I think he's calling like the Hardy Office or something like that. I, I don't know. It's, it's stupid, dude. It's so stupid. I, I don't know. Uh, as far as the match goes, I thought the match was great. Two young guys given the chance to to shine on an AEW Dynamite show that had the likes of Kenny Omega on it, the Young Bucks, uh, you know, Mox. I'm not Mox. He was in a backstage promo, but uh, you know what I mean. These guys getting the chance to main event a show like this is big. And this is exactly why they're not falling into the same trap as TNA did. Everybody could say, oh, they're, they're, they're signing too many ex-WWE guys. Oh, they're, they're TNA 2.0. This is why they're not. Because they still put the younger talent above everything. That is always going to be the main focus of the show. And the company is to get these young guys over and spotlight these young guys in a big way like they did here. So it doesn't matter if Christian is coming in or the big show is coming in or any of these old WWE guys, the focus will always be on the young talent. I truly believe that. They know what they got in these guys. So it was awesome to see John Silver and Darby Allen go out there and killing it. And uh, fortunately, John Silver got hurt, but thankfully no surgery. Won't be out too long, so he'll still be able to do uh, Dark Order skits on on BTE in the time being. Uh, so, yeah, I thought this match was great. A post-match, though, uh, yeah, Sting, Sting standing alongside the Dark Order was was cool, but Dude, I hate these these brawls to end the shows, man. AEW seems to be obsessed with post post match brawls like this, and I'm just sick and tired of it going off the air like this. It's, I mean, why? Like, why? Very... And then Ty Conti comes out to start to start brawling with Ali. I'm like, what? Like, what is even going on here? Like, this this is so stupid. Go off the air with Darby holding the TNT title, uh, shaking hands with John Silver. Go off the air like that. I just don't know why this all this shenanigans and shit is necessary. It's very WCW Monday Nitro, Jace. Very well, they they love WCW, so yeah, that's that's uh, even with the commentators fucking signing off, it's very WCW, uh, Monday Night Show. Ajays, they they love their brawls, they love their brawls. This brawl didn't bother me too much, but there has been brawls in the past. It's like, why are we even having this? Like, what you know, what brawl sticks out to me, which was so fucking unnecessary, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? You remember, um, when Brody and Cody were still, uh, beefing they were still feuding and there was yeah, one yeah. post there was one brawl that was so unnecessary where brandy somehow got involved and she did like mm-hmm. a somersault and landed on everyone in the dark order yeah that brawl yep. sticks out to me so much because this is like that brawl was just so fucking unnecessary it made stupid. no fucking sense it was like what the fuck am i watching stupid yeah i just some things are just not necessary but you know like i said the, the AEW ain't a perfect company you know they 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 deserve their criticism here and there, and and these are the little things that just bother me. It's like they just don't need to, they they just do too much sometimes when they don't have to. Right. All right. Let's wrap up with some new Japan, and we'll call it a day. Um, they announced the matches for Sakura Genesis, 
All right, and one of the matches I want to get your opinion on because they it's they, they're teasing it. So we're getting this match: Lij, Naito, Sonata, Shingo versus the United Empire, Great Okan, Jeff Cobb, and a mystery partner, which will be the new member of the United Empire. Who do you think it is going to be? I have an idea. Maybe we're thinking of the same person, but who do you think is going to be this mystery new member of the United Empire? Yeah, I mean. I didn't come up with this. I kind of just jumped on the bandwagon like everybody else uh, just because I've been reading into it a lot and seeing what a lot of people who like I follow on my timeline that are big into New Japan and all the things that they're saying and, and everybody that they predict. And it makes total sense mm-hmm. for it to be Toa Hanare. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I just can't see anybody else. Uh, and they seem to be pushing this guy. You know, they gave him that, that, that match uh, with Jay White. He didn't win. So they're not necessarily pushing him, but they, they spotlighted him there and uh, they've been putting some focus on him in those tag matches. And he's been showing a more like aggressive side of him uh, recently. Like he's going to like turn heel or, or, or do something big. And um, you know, he put up a picture that he was going back to New Zealand. So like he was leaving Japan, but I just feel like that was all bullshit. I wish he was staying in New Zealand. Cause let me tell you, who's not a fan of Toa Nari. That's not a fan. Yeah, I, I don't a, know. I can't really form an opinion on him to I, be honest. Cause I just need to see he's more. He's not uh, bad in the ring. I just yeah. don't like his attire. I don't like his facial expressions. I don't like his stupid little ponytail. I don't like nothing about this guy. Like nothing. <laughs> he might be a great guy in person. I just can't connect with him. Is he like? Uh, Yoshihashi levels? No, not there yet. But like, I yeah. have no interest in this guy. I will say though, well, if he ends up being the guy, hey, maybe he gets a character switch. Maybe he—that's he what starts, I'm thinking. Yeah, maybe starts that's developing a, a new gimmick or something. Maybe he gets a new moniker or something. That's cause... that's what happens when you're not invested in certain guys. They need to find a way to get you invested in them. So maybe this is their way. They they they're high on him. This is their way of getting you invested in him. Who knows? But who do you think it is then? No, I was thinking. I was thinking the same guy too, because especially oh. with that uh, Finn Juice. Uh, remember that six man tag where uh, they caught the L and Finn Juice kind of just walked away. They're like, "Hey, whatever. We're still the Impact Tag Champs," and they just yeah. left Toa and Nari all pissed off in that six man. He was That's so what I'm saying. he was just yeah. like mad and. And me as a viewer, I'm like, good that Finn Juice left him. Fuck this guy. Like, that's my attitude because I it just I'm, I've never been a fan of this guy. Never, never been a fan of this guy. Um, I know that the whole the, they 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 kind of tease the fact that he was going back to New Zealand. Um, in a perfect world, he would just stay there and never come back. I Maybe he's there. Maybe he's there right now, and it's not him. Who knows? But I just can't see anybody right. else. You know, like I said, any because. If it's going to be somebody from the States who it's just impossible, really. I'll, I'll tell you, and you know what? I'm lying. I did think of another person, but I don't think it's going to be him at all. CM Punk. This fucking guy. I, I would <laughs> love to see Robbie Eagles be part of this group. Okay. Okay. That's, that, that's a strong possibility. I don't see why, I don't see why, because you know, you look at every single stable in new Japan, right? They have a junior, right? Who's the junior in the United Empire? So well, it ain't honestly, Will Ospreay anymore. <laughs> yeah, no, it ain't no, it ain't Osprey. So that's how, honestly a good uh, prediction. I totally forgot about him because obviously we haven't seen him in so long. Right. And him and Osprey got that, you know, history. And um, 
hey, I would not be opposed to that whatsoever. I, I'm kind of hoping now it's him over Toa Hanare. So I think those two guys, it's a, it's a good possibility. When, when See, I originally, because even when the, the stable first formed, right, when they, they uh, Will Ospreay announced that he was, you know, he was joined by Great Khan and We Are the Empire, I was like, man, Robbie Eagles would be a perfect guy. But then they added Jeff Cobb, and I kind of forgot yeah. about Robbie Eagles. And then they started seeing you started seeing this shit with Toa Nari that I don't give a shit about. I'm like, oh no! And then then they teased it. I'm like, oh, it's gonna be Toa Nari. But man, I would love to see it be Robbie Eagles, and never see Toa Nari again because I don't give a shit about him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, hey, that's like I said, that's a really good prediction. Um, I hope that happens now. So yeah, but besides that though, there's not much uh, on the Sakura Genesis card to really like, you know talk about uh there's a lot of tag matches and then there's mm-hmm. the junior heavyweight tag title match that i feel like i have seen a thousand freaking times already between rapongi 3k and um kanemaru and desperado like it's just like at this point i'm like holy they, shit how many more times can they do this they need to unify these tag titles with, yeah with the with the with the heavyweight tag the world titles. titles they, they yeah. should just be one tag division and, and new japan i mean yeah they they, they don't have enough junior Tag guys. I mean, like I said, we've been seeing the same match over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. I just don't even care. Right. I, I don't know how anybody could care. I'm going to do a title change again, so Punky 3K going to win the belts again. Listen, I don't want to – no disrespect to show. I don't really give a shit. I want to see show <laughs> in the junior division going after the junior title. I don't want to see him winning tag I, I remember they were teasing show also in the never open weight division too at one point. Yeah, I'd be down for that too. This dude is strong as hell, yeah. man. Yeah, you know what? You know what's interesting about Rapungi 3K? Like, nobody gives a shit about uh, the other one, yo. Like, only, only people. Yeah, I know. Everybody. <laughs> and, but, you know, it's I hate to use this comparison because it's, like, so overused. But, like, shows the Shawn Michaels of the two. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. And, uh, you know, well, I mean, not unfortunately. But, unfortunately for, for yo, um, you know, yeah, he, he it's funny. He made that return in the beginning of the, the New Japan Cup final show. Like he opened up the show, and I'm just like, I don't give a shit. Like I did, I honestly, I'm like, oh, he's back. How long was he out for? I totally just forgot how long he's been out for. That's how much I just don't care. Right. I tell you what, one thing that we're all gonna care about, and that's March 30th. We're gonna get the revelation, the reveal of this new uh, IWGP World Heavyweight Championship, uh, and that's gonna, you know, obviously lead. It's going to be followed by this uh, main event as Sakura Genesis between Koto Bushi and Will Ospreay for that, you know, World Heavyweight Championship. What's your thoughts on this reveal, Ryan? Well, how you how are you feeling about this? We know we know we're not a fan. None of us are a fan of this unification. Nobody gives a nobody gives a shit about Abushi at this point like that. And listen, I say that you know just poking fun. Like I, I still think Abushi is an amazing talent. Yeah, and he's yeah. one of the best wrestlers in the world. But Abushi got some heat on him. Abushi got some heat on him, especially when it comes to the state side. Because over there in Japan, I think people are like kind of like indecisive, confused on how to feel about yeah. Kota Abushi, right? There's mixed reactions to no reactions when it comes to Kota Abushi. But when it comes to the states, I'll say the majority is people are like fuck Kota Abushi. Um, but yeah, what do you how what's your how you feeling about this new world title revelation? Listen, I have no doubts that it's gonna look good. Because New Japan's good at designing belts, so I just feel like it's going to look really good. But man, it's gonna be gonna be a sad day because that's when the reality <laughs> sets in. Because 
you know, obviously we know what they're doing, right? But like, at least the Bushi on these shows uh, has still been carrying around both belts, so it's kind of like, okay, well, it didn't happen yet. So I'm, um, you know, everything's all good, and there's still a chance. Yeah, right, right. And uh, well, that dream will be shattered on March 30th when we see this new belt, and uh, oh. reality will set in. We'll see the World Heavyweight Championship. So we uh, will see. In in a perfect world. I wish it would be like a modified version of the current heavyweight championship, like a modified version of that. And they just added world to it or something. Maybe a couple tweaks here and there. Cause that title is just too fucking yeah. beautiful. You Don't know? fix what ain't broken, man. I hate that shit. That, that would be in a perfect world. Do I see that happening? I don't know, but, uh, we got to wait and see, bro. We have to fucking wait and see. But that's it, bro. We covered yeah. a lot today. We covered a lot yeah. today. We even talked about ring into. of honor. We even talked about ring of honor. There you go. There you go. Ring of Honor gets gets uh, our attention for a little bit. All right, Ryan, what's your plugs in? What do you got for me? All right, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter, please follow. Uh, I've been doing a lot of tweeting on there. Please interact, and uh, you know, trust me, you won't be disappointed at my tweets. I'm a straight shooter. Uh, <laughs> Instagram at WrestleRadar at Royal Ramble Wrestling. And if you want to follow my personal at Ryan underscore Moderano, don't really give a shit if you do or not. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Wrestling Radar on YouTube. Go check out. Uh, we're going to get some content, me and my brother, when we go to Tampa for WrestleMania. Get some blogs going. Get some uh, behind the scenes type of type of things. Uh, he's all, he's good with all that stuff at the mm-hmm. camera work. So mm-hmh. definitely subscribe and uh, hopefully you're not disappointed. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. I don't give a shit if you do your time. Hey, hey, that's the way we got to do it. Leo, talk to me, bro. Losradio.com. <laughs> and I'm, maybe I do give a shit if you follow me, but you can go ahead and follow me. <laughs> Just go to losradio.com. <laughs> and if you know anybody that's doing a show or wants to do a show, they can reach out to us. We're actually teaching people how to do this stuff, how to do the production side, because it looks a lot better than when you just set up a camera and go. That might you. All right, you can follow me at Radar since '87. Do you give a shit if they follow you? <laughs> I really, I really don't care, bro. Uh, I really don't care. There you go. Don't care about what people say. Uh, <laughs> pretty much, I, I post here and there, hardly ever, but anywhere. Yeah. You know, uh, but yeah, if you want to follow me there, you can. But make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Actually, what I did recently, if you go to our Instagram page at Lucha Outsiders, there's a link tree there. Which you could get our Facebook page, our oh, nice. Twitter page, our shop, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud. All those uh, links are up there, which it makes it easier for uh, people, you know, instead of searching it on their Google machine. So go to Linktree. Google machine. So there are our links are all there. Um, and yeah, if you want to support us, hey, buy a shirt, man. Buy a Lucha Outsider shirt. You can get the ECW version, the Extreme Lucha Outsiders logo. You can get our New Japan logo whole bunch of stuff there so you know support us if you like us you know if you if you want to support us you know uh, cop a lucha outsider shirt you know you, you, could, you can even wear, wear it in tampa you can wear it in tampa there you go yeah that black, black on that looks really good maybe we'll get a red one remember our first one was red yeah our first one was red Look at that fresh merch there you go <laughs> fresh fresh quality <laughs> shit man. don't buy it and if you miss anything on everything on today's episode make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast version of the show iTunes SoundCloud you be fancy Apple Podcasts tune in on Mescap Lowstradio.com Stitcher Spotify iHeartRadio wherever you get your podcast needs and that is it you get a pink one real men wear pink no? see the pink one wouldn't be bad if 
the logo would be black and white, not that color. Uh, what about orange? Yeah, yeah, because the red on the pink don't go to. Yeah, it doesn't. Is, is, is that Carlito? Is it Carlito <laughs> or, or Juice Robinson modeling? <laughs> the guy looks like Carlito. Too. It kind of feels like Carlito. <laughs> Uh, let me see the was his burgundy. It kind of looks like if Carlito and Mustafa Ali had a kid. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what about green? Can we get green? Mm, no, it doesn't work. It, you gotta. It's a color variation, Leo. It doesn't yeah. work. Right, you know well, what? We should throw up on there. We should throw in the black and white logo. Okay. So that's well, another option. We'll talk to our production team so they can go ahead and do that. Mm-hmm. I'll, also, I'll send you, you the logo. If you don't no problem. It. I'll let them know. Uh, <laughs> There you go. So you can even get women's shirts. Look, it's not that bad. It, it, but the pink don't look right, Leo. But on the girl. Okay, fine. What it's about the green? Th- it still doesn't look right because the green the logo. looks like Christmas colors. Yeah, it does. What about the, the shallow one? No? Uh, okay, fine. No. 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 Not the shallow one. Okay, fine. Not the yellow Jeez. one. Not the fine. yellow one at all. <sighs> Speaking of merch, Ryan's wearing a pretty, pretty dope Owen Hart shirt right now. Nice. Yeah, man. And, and you got Deadpool, and I got Leo's Bakery. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Leo's, yeah, I got Deadpool. They didn't wear a wrestling shirt. They didn't wear a wrestling shirt. It should be fun, bro. It should be fun. Some crazy stuff happening. Go ahead. All right. For the old man Leo. Yeah. For Ryan Radar. Yeah. I'm yours truly, Mr. Radar. Till next time. Keep it Radar and stay tuned. Good night. Mm, 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 mm